Cool and welcome, brother. Yeah, yeah. Role Rich, thanks for coming Peace, on. Brother. Man, thank you for having me. It's an honor. Ooh, it's an honor for me. Ooh, <laughs> I'm excited, man. So please, as I like to start off, let's have this piece. I have an instrumental for you. For sure. Yeah, yeah. Yo. Now, here's a humble introduction just to break the ice Me and Ray been working, searching for a cheap flight Touching down across the globe and plant the seed The endless unknown, like the black sea when you sleep Eyes open knowing that my cousin's bumping this Back in the fields where my mom and granny used to live Skin the tint of mud, deep rooted in the islands While Frisco hold my heart, can't deny it's quite different Change inevitable, don't let the stress age you And keep the optimism through the bullshit Remain faithful, I'm crunching numbers at an up all this math here where I'm at Don't equate to all the weight up on my back But we grinding for two pennies A bunch of well wishes Laying the groundwork Just your local uplifters No filter on the spirit Filter so sipping As I watch my young life On the same corners pitching I just wanna paint the vision The dope come, that's extra Hands reaching out saying Let me hold some Of course brother That's on the squad, I got you It's always love Cause when you step out They gon' pop you Man Yo but you can't kill a dreamer Living in the rhythms, I'm eternal I said it's too much soul for you to box in I said it's too much soul for you to box in Said you can't kill a dreamer Living in the rhythms, I'm eternal I said it's too much soul for you to box in I said it's too much soul for you to box in Cause we've been working, staying clocked in Putting that work in, putting that work in I often ask myself if it's worth it The game backwards, it'll make you feel worthless Cause we've been working, staying clocked in Putting that work in, putting that work in I often ask myself if it's worth it The game backwards, it'll make you feel worthless But you can't kill a dreamer Living in the rhythms, I'm eternal I said it's too much soul for you to box in I said it's too much soul for you to box in Yes sir Love something Yo, I felt that bounce man I felt that energy Right on bro What a great way to start it off Simula Simula Okay, so just some context, Simola, that is the first track on your most recent project. Yeah, yeah, the um, collaborative album with Mr. Ray, with Native Mr. Immigrant. Ray. And it was track. titled Native Immigrant. Yes. So yes. could you just give us like a quick, your elevator pitch of what Native Immigrant is and all that? Okay, yeah, Native Immigrant is basically my Philam story. It's just... Um, the dualities of me being Filipino-American, it's an ode to my mother being an immigrant from the Philippines and me being raised out here and just me talking about, you know, my trials and tribs growing up in San Francisco and um, really discovering myself in terms of my identity and being Filipino. How was that process of collaborating with Mr. Ray? Um, you know, me and Mr. Ray, we've really, like, set foundation throughout the years and become more like family. Um, so everything felt really like organic and natural, spontaneous, even most of the times when we were making those songs. Um, it was like a four or five year process. Mm. So I did a lot of growing, you know, like making the album. I had to dig deep, you know, just research on my roots. Um, I got to go back to the Philippines during the making of the album just to catch more influence. Um, 
but building with Ray in terms of him, you know, 50% of his album, obviously all his production, like he definitely played like um, a concrete role in the making of it, you know, helping me understand my sound more and then vice versa, you know. Mm. So context wise, you were born in San Francisco, born and yep. raised. Yes, sir. Um, and then your mom is from? She's from Naga City, Bicol. Mm, you're a Bicolano. Yes, sir. And then I remember a line, Bicolano barely speak Tagalog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> um, so you really, um, what's this called, relate with being Filipino, but also from San Francisco. Yeah. And I like that the piece that um, Tony Robles Tony that? Robles has with the Frisco Pino yeah yeah okay that was um that was real special because I knew I knew Tony you know before I met Josh and 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 or Buan sorry and Mr. Ray and I knew government, about his poetry don't use the government names bro <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, I knew about his work you know him being a poet lottery and just um, recognizing his work because I took poetry for the people at City College and he was one of the names that dropped on me and I just knew about his work his legacy you know in terms of his family with I Hotel and just to have him bless us was like real honor, you know, because he's like a legend to me, you know. Wait, so you did poetry for the people at City College? Yeah. Who who taught that? Uh Lauren Miller. Lauren Miller. So the June Jordan program? Yeah, yeah. Of poetry yeah. for the people. I'm yeah, in yeah. that Yo, right in that? now. Yeah. Yeah, I well, took it um man, it was years ago. I took that maybe like five years ago. Word. Six, 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 okay, six, so yeah. you do have, as a rapper though, you also have a background of writing poetry. Oh, yeah, yeah. My mom's a poet. Um, she planted the poetry seed, you know, as I, as when I was younger, buying me books like, you know, Dr. Seuss, Shel Silverstein. It was like the basics when you're a kid. And then as I got older, I got into more civil rights poets, you know, June Jordan, Maya Angelou. All that kind of stuff, Nikki Giovanni are some of my favorites. So you actually grew up in a very like creative household. My mom was always writing, and a lot of her brothers um, were like musicians. My mm. brother is a musician too. He plays in the church. Um, he plays guitar and piano and everything. So there's a lot of music going on in my house growing up. Would you read your mama's poems? I would. You know, there's a couple poems she would let me read, and then um, she said, "I'll give you the stack." Um, when I pass away, it's, it's kind of like, I don't know, a parting gift, but I was like, oh man, I need that right now. Uh, so she won't let you read the <laughs> others yet? She'll give me like a piece here and there. And then like, th this is for later, like she'll save it. So I don't know exactly what her plan is, but I know she has a lot of gems because she's got like a lot of notebooks of like a lot of personal poetry. So, And so when did she immigrate here? When she was young or when My she was mom came here what we call the brain drain era. Mm -hmm. So like the early 80s, mm -hmm. she first came here um, in Florida and some rich millionaire like married her and she came here just to get a, um, a green card, mm. you know, but he wasn't like a, he wasn't like a sick old man trying to like, you know, he needed a <laughs> companion and my mom was like a caregiver type thing. And um, I remember one of her first experiences, she got a job at a diner in Florida, and they called her Monkey. And she ran to the back of the diner and started crying. Yeah, she said that was like the early 80s, so settling in Florida. And then shortly after that, she came to San Francisco. And the, um, I guess the old man passed away or something. And she settled in uh, the Soma District, 6th Street. And then is that Francisco. where she met your pops? Yeah. Uh, and then yeah. that's when 
Rolay. Yeah, yeah. 89. I was born in 89. 89. Right on that cusp. Yeah. Uh, I used to <laughs> always think my older cousin was cooler because she was 89. Yeah. And then I was 90, 91. I was like, oh, <laughs> she's part of the 80s. She's older. It's, it's she gets the last more of privilege. A dying breed. Yeah. I, was, I remember being mad. She can sleep later than me because <laughs> she's older. That doesn't make sense. Just because she's a year older. Huh? Yeah. I was like, uh, my uncle would tell me, okay, Chris, you have to go to sleep. It's already eight. That's oh, your bedtime because I'm eight. I was like, how come at the storm, at the sour can sleep oh, later? <laughs> oh, they're 10 and 11. They can sleep at 10 and 11. I'm like, what What does that happen when you're 22? Right. That doesn't happen. What does that mean? <laughs> Why do you get the privileges? Yeah, you're yeah. like, man, when I turn 10 and 11, <laughs> you'll just put the age higher. Yeah, yeah. get there. Cool. Uh, so you got into this concept of native immigrant yeah. as connecting your Filipino side with your SF native yes. side. Yeah. How did you come? Could you give me like the progression of getting that idea, that concept for the album? Yeah. So um, I always wanted to do like an album that, you know, obviously spoke about my story, me being Filipino. Um, when we first started the project, I didn't really know how to channel that. Um, I think the title came to me in like, a spontaneous moment just a burst of ideas when i pitched it to ray he was kind of like mm, <laughs> i don't know that what that means but uh let's let's just keep working and we'll get there you know because it wasn't always like a solid like okay this is what the album is uh, uh it's a cohesive concept let's run with it now nah, like we recorded and we picked like certain songs that we thought like went along with the theme um and i still i wanted to like really flex like what san francisco meant to me mm. you know in terms of slang in terms of my persona and um i feel like there aren't too many like filipino american mcs coming out of san francisco mm. who are really like you know tapped in with you know school organizations in the hood and you know people from the block and you know just all kinds of walks of life i feel like i embody that just because mm. you know those are my stomping grounds yeah i'm trying to think of like the folks who were even born in San Francisco. Yeah. Was Bon born in San Fran? Bon, I believe, was born in San Fran. Mm. Yeah, I believe so. Sorry if I got it wrong, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out. We'll correct. We'll correct. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but how did you get into actually writing and rapping? From, you said there was a musical home, but what was that point where you actually got into, like, yo, I want to rap more? I think it was just experimenting. Um, if you talk to any of my middle school teachers, I was always like scribing poetry, like just little lines here and there. And then I started in um, the lunchroom battles, battling with people after mm. school during lunch. I would cut school to go to different high school to battle people. Really? Yeah. What what yeah. high school do you go to? I went to Mission. Mission. Yeah, yeah. And then they would have like rap battles. Yeah. So there, you know, it's an ill story because I went to um I went to Mission and I had a couple friends and some and some family members that went to Galileo, mm. and um they would have an after school program and Galileo was like a hip hop program and um I would just go there. I don't even know how I heard about it, but I would go there. I wouldn't be an attendee of Galileo, but I would still go there because my homies were there. And I think I just wanted to be close to somebody that, like, you know, was teaching about the culture and be around um, kids my age that were, like, involved with hip-hop. So that's kind of, like, my first beginnings of it. Um, you know, I had a computer at, like, 12, 13, 
and started recording on Cool Edit Pro and just experimenting on my own and really writing, really diving deep into the culture. And yeah, that's like some of my early roots in terms of getting to know it. How was the experience of writing for poetry for the people since that's a different style? It is poetry, a different right? style. I think it brought in like how I viewed writing. You know, because of course you would study the classics and then they would div they would give you different exercises. I think there's an exercise where you got to like write a poem and, and, and say it in front of everybody mm -hmm. in the beginning of the class or after class before you leave or something. And that kind of like forced me to kind of share more, you know, that gra from there I graduated to going on the open mics mm -hmm. and then from open mics, obviously performing and creating uh, different bodies of work, mm -hmm. you know. So actually before going as Roley, you actually went as patience. Yeah. Right? Yeah. How did you like was that your first like stage name yeah, and all it was. that? Yeah, it was. Um I premiered as Patience, the Virtuous. I dropped the album when I was twenty called Chariot to the Sun. That was like my my first wave. Um I started doing shows with like I think my first big show was like a show with Equipto. Mm. And at his album release with my boy Teo Dub and Rocky Rivera rocked that night too. And mm. I thought that was like a big night, you know, because I respected these artists and they had me open up for them. My face was on the bill. And mm -hmm. um, I, I toured independently that year with my boy Dregs. I did a lot of work the first year I dropped an album. You know, when you're young, it's like, yeah, I'm going to make it in rapping. I'm going to make billions and do this. But that's not really like, you know, how the game rolls sometimes. Mm. How when you dropped it i was wondering actually how come i couldn't find any online yeah so i kept it in the vault it's online it's just locked because I'm, oh. I'm going through like a, a different like branding yeah i'm trying to work out my marketing strategies um got some things brewing for the next year but um there's there's a couple hard copies floating around somewhere those are like yeah, I need to you find know, underground those, gems man. i might have one if in my anyone trunk. has come on <laughs> let me listen to those but how come the name change I think uh um, with Rolay. I was I was just going through some internal changes, different circumstances, um, you know, evolution of self. I, I just was like, you know, shedding just like my old stuff. I used to have really long hair, I cut my hair, mm. did a name change and you know, felt like I was elevating further. Patience was um that was always like a reminder for me, I feel like, telling myself as I was younger. I had a fast teenhood. I grew up very fast. What do you mean? Um, just facing certain struggles in life, you know, getting locked up and getting in trouble. And, you know, I feel like a lot of my that name kind of has certain attachment in terms of that area of my life. I yeah. read that you and you also told me that you got into graph. Before. Yeah, yeah. I used to be a I used to I used to really get down with graffiti. You know, I still dabble here and there. Um Graffiti is like its own community, you know, it's mm -hmm. given me a lot, you know. So I dabble a lot in terms of the elements, I guess, with hip hop. Do you still also just draw on the daily? Here and there, yeah, yeah. I got a couple of canvases at home that need dusting off, a couple of acrylic paints in the cuts. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I still paint here and there. I still have a lot of friends who are deep within the art community, you know. I feel like hip hop and art is like hand in hand almost mm -hmm. for me, you know. Mm -hmm. How come though? What's where did the name Rolay come from? So Rolay is basically my government name. It's Richard Olivar, and I replaced uh, the E with the three on some graffiti means. That's like you know when you put a number in your name. Some people put Dregs one. I put the three for the Trinity. Mm. You know? 
Are you religious? I'm not religious. My mom is super religious, though. You know, I feel like like a lot of (laughs) Filipino families, my mom is super religious. My mom is a born again Christian. Shout out my mom. She's going she's gonna to hear this and be like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's the same with my mama. Yeah. My mama prays for me all the time. And I feel that right, is right. some sort of protection. Mm-hmm. I'll be straight up. It is like even if I don't fully believe in like the traditional institution and the established religion or I have my own criticisms of it. Right. There's still something about it where, yo, she praise every night of course of course that's uh that reminds me of like the song bill withers called grandma's hands Mm. yeah my mom always um she does this weird tradition late at night when she's praying she has all her kids photos and she lays hands on them and says her bible verses and i feel you because like yeah that's definitely an energy i bring with me you know my mom's protection for sure that's why sometimes when I post podcasts i have to be like sorry mama don't listen to this one (laughs) (laughs) But it was dope when she listened to one. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I was telling her about uh, Kim Davalos. Okay, yeah, and then yeah, yeah. And then telling some of her stories. And my mom was like, yeah, I know. I listened to it. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, shit. You listened to it? Okay. <laughs> That's dope. Thanks, mama. All right, yeah, yeah, all right. Yeah. It's, uh, it's me... validating, too, you know, yeah. when, when the elders, like, kind of appreciate what you're... My mom would be like, oh, I've seen your video. I don't understand the lyrics, but it sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember you writing something about uh once you were on balitang america yeah there was yeah, something yeah, yeah, about yeah. the older generation i was like okay right now right. you're you're legit now that yeah. you're on the, you're right <laughs> it's like i've been doing so much work over the years but the moment i get on balitang america it's like yeah. oh you're famous you're famous <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah it's crazy that um you know shout out to joy she 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 pulled that um yeah with balitang america that like opened a lot of doors for me in terms of exposure all my cousins back home seen it they hit me up like i see you on tv back home in the philippines yeah 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 and um some random people just stopped me just like i seen you you're on tv you're famous i'm like nah and i'll point to ray i'm like he's the famous one yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) (laughs) i mean it is crazy the reach of balitang america and tfc and all that there's something almost respectable but also scary like whoa it is like you know i think you know, like they say, any exposure is good exposure. I believe that to a certain sense, but um, I feel like we got to dig deeper in terms of our news sources and mm. not just have like one portal of viewing mm-hmm. the world, you know. But shout out Balitang America shout and Romel because, you know, that was, that was pretty huge. Um, seeing my mom cry, my sister like glued to the tube as it aired live was like very what? humbling for your mama me. cried yeah yeah she was just yeah, so proud you that's know dope. that's like her her thing like that she, she she has that on 24 7 in the crib <laughs> you know i grew up like watching teleseries with her and uh-huh. you know that was always like like i said like it's like background static for me in the house so it's just like for me to be on there on her network like it was a proud moment mm. how has the reception of like music been for your family and your mom like you doing music and how's that like relationship been i think uh, my mom is proud of me of course like she sees me working hard like i'll be spending time with her and be like okay like i gotta go drive somewhere to do a show and she'll be like okay just be careful um i think she's proud that i'm still pushing the craft work of writing and you know performing of course but i think like like all moms like she would have preferred me to go to school and like pursued I don't know, like law or be a doctor, mm-hmm. of course, mm-hmm. you know, just in terms of sustainability. But 
I just felt like my art is like where my heart is, of course, you know. Um, But, you know, it's just like I have a a very good relationship with my mom. Like she understands like, you know, my struggles in life and how it's important for me to express myself. Otherwise, I'll go crazy. (laughs) Do you find it as a form of therapy? You saying that you might go crazy if you don't put your music out there? Yeah, you know, I get very like antsy when I don't like see a studio for a while or... You know, if I don't, like, pick up my camera, take some photos, or if I don't, like, pick up my markers and do some artwork. Like, I use my mediums, of course. Of course, it's, like, therapy, you know. It's just, like, my form of healthcare in a sense, because mm-hmm, I've been mm-hmm. doing it for so long. Mm-hmm. It's, like, my body is, like, attached to the rhythm of creating, you mm-hmm. know. So I try to surround myself uh, around other creatives, of course, mm-hmm. and kind of, you know, share that energy and make sure that we all keeping it um lit in terms of just like you know creating (laughs) i feel you there's something about i don't really know why but there's something about writing things down and putting context into like life um because i try to journal every night i don't always but if i don't journal for a good four days or something it seems like life just goes funky. Like mm-hmm. things happen in a weird way. I don't know if it's just me like manifesting it because I'm just not right. But then yeah. it feels odd. But if I do get to put things down on paper, whether it's positive or negative, like this was dope or this was bad. Right. It kind of clears it up and life goes smoothly. Yeah. So, and it's just this journey, this act of writing. Yeah. It's good to release, you know, it's healthy. Like, I feel like the spirit needs that. Um, I feel like, yeah, me being uh, an MC, it's like I journal too, you know. I look at some bars I wrote three, four years ago. Um, and I surprised myself like, wow, that's how I really felt. That's mm-hmm. like completely not how mm-hmm. I feel now. But, you know, you can see like your, your, your evolution if, if you write enough, if you journal, if you document your life enough. Be careful, though. It could get crazy. Bro, <laughs> I have some raps from like 2012. I hope we'll never see the light of day. Yeah. Oh, me like, too, man. There's some bad, yeah, like too. hella misogynistic and fake, <laughs> fake player type things. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. I got the girls type shit where... <laughs> I totally did not, but I was like, this is so bad. I was like, it's kind of crazy, but it is a flashback to the you at that moment. Right, right, like right. Like who you are, what kind of person you were. You, yeah, you need those. Those are learning curves for yourself, you know? Yeah. Understanding your stance on certain things. You know, I have those player raps too, but it's like... Can I really be saying that when I've been with my girl for like over six years? Like Damn, that's not son. like really realistic, you know. And for those that know me, it's like I feel like some of my real homies be like, "Bro, that's not how you live." So why you uh-huh. say that? You know. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So for sure, man. It is. Do you view this as something that you want to do like forever, like music professionally? Um, you know, it's a it's a question that rises a lot lately. Um, I've always done music for the pure satisfaction of creating Mm. and, of course, uh, connecting with folks and connecting with the larger community. Um, I never had, like, an intention to make millions and, like, you know, get a major record deal. But in these past recent years, it's like, of course, I've done my homework, like, how to get to that point. Um, I feel like it's, it's important to have knowledge of from a business standpoint. Um, so I can sustain myself as an artist, you know, being independent, um, it takes a lot of work, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I know a lot of rappers, good and bad, and 
from all different walks of life and they go through all different kinds of struggles. You can make money off of music. It's just like how you get there, you know? Mm. But I'm realistic. It's like, I still want to get my degree. I want to finish school and like, you know, not put my eggs all in one basket, you know? What is your process of making music? Um, do you just sit down every day? Do you, like, what is the creative process? What does it look like for you? It's, it's, um, it's changed throughout the years. I used to have like a studio um, on Geary, and I shared it with some good friends from this crew called the Gas Mask Colony. Mm. It's like with Dregs, Telly, and Relicon, those guys, Graham. Um, and we used to have a studio, and I used to be in there for hours, just lock myself and just like not trip off time. Um, lately, it's just like I'll get a beat, you know, say for Mr. Ray, he'll email it to me. I'll vibe out to it, write to it on my own. And then we'll meet up and maybe record it, you know, put it down like that. But I, I like to take my time lately, you know, really let a beat sit with me. And if it speaks to me, you know, how do I speak to it, you know? Mm, mm. Yeah. I heard from Mr. Ray that y'all actually have a lot of unreleased shit. <laughs> like that's like in the vault. Like yeah, cutting. yeah. You know, Ray's got a lot of music, uh, period from all different kinds of artists I'm sure he has in his vault. He's got enough to put a million albums out, I bet. But yeah, like I said, Building Native Immigrant, um, that was like a four or five year process. So I'm sure he has albums worth. Do you plan on releasing them? Do you think you'll just keep it as a vault like that? Um, if I get to listen to them, yo, Ray, email me. <laughs> <laughs> nah, yeah. I mean, hopefully, like, if, if the timing is right, you know, if the feeling is right, um, yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's just got to, like, flow organically. I feel like nothing should be forced. Um, and I feel like when The Native came out, I feel like that was, like, the perfect timing for it, you know? Mm. A lot of the things we speak on the album, the um, current climate of affairs going on in this country and just the current climate of affairs going on in the, in the fields, like, I think it was perfect timing. So for us to put out music, I feel like it has to be, like special kind of tone i think mm. sounds very intentional when you're the way that you're speaking excuse me about releasing music yeah like that like you have a purpose you have like a vision like and a reason to why you put this specific project out right and that actually puts a lot of like context to the work that put in because I've never done that. If I finish it, I'm just like, oh, I put it on SoundCloud yeah. like that. And I guess it is another process, right? Yeah. There, is, It actually shows a lot of intention behind the music. I do want to drop some songs coming up for the year on SoundCloud. I feel like my cloud needs an update. You know, I have homies who always like make songs. They drop it on cloud. They get a million hits and it might pop off for them. I have songs like that, too. I just feel like... Um, and on a deeper note, if you're if you're writing about your life, of course, of course, you want to take your time on it. Mm. You know, I got homies who make club bangers or just slaps, too. And I, I like that kind of music, too. I just think it's a different feel, you know. Mm. So since we're talking about Native Immigrant, let's go yeah. back to it, right? Yeah. Simula, right? Yeah. I liked how you were saying that you got cousins bumping it in the fills, right? Yeah. And then they're your inspiration yeah. in a lot of this to yeah. make music and all that. Right. Right. And then... You say, though, like, I often ask myself if it's worth it. Do you yeah. do that sometimes? Like, what is it? Is it the struggle of being an artist that... Oh, yeah. You know, it's like, I think, not that I need validation, but it's definitely hard um, being accepted um, coming up as a Filipino MC, especially in San Francisco. In the Bay Area as a whole, it's very, like, crabs in a bucket. Really? You know? I feel like it's a lot of people, like... 
not I don't want to say like fake supporting, but it's like a lot of like, oh, yes, man, in your face, but nobody really like messes with each other or builds like that in a sense. Um, Are you talking about like music industry the of the Bay Area? I'm t- yeah, I'm talking about the scene. It's very like elitist and it's very like popular, right? So everybody's like, you know, like in life in general too, it's like very dog eat dog. Um, it's aggressive. You got to be really aggressive about your business, about your hustle. Being independent from the Bay Area, that's how I was taught. You know, I I, I listened to like a lot of independent rappers who came out the trunk, like E Forty, and like you know, all our pioneers taught you like being independent. You got to be about your hustle. So in terms of the Bay Area, it's definitely hard. Like um, what I've learned is like you got to leave the region and travel somewhere else and push music somewhere else so you can represent home. You know, it's kind of crazy in that sense, but um. I've been I've been blessed, you know, to know a lot of great artists and be able to do music with a lot of great artists. And I feel like I'm part of that, like San Francisco community, you know, and I get to represent that because it's it's a it's a hard feat. man. Where do you get the inspiration or energy to continue, like even in the face of that? Man, just a community, people thriving, people organizing. You know, I feel the pulse of the people is very live right now. Um, but just being around creatives, you know what I mean? Being around my boy Bwan, being around Mr. Yeah. A, being around Kuya Chris, you know, yeah. like we all um, rightfully give each other a platform, you yeah. know, to do our thing. And I feel like if we just push hard enough, it's like, of course, game going to recognize game. Mm. You know what I appreciate, actually? What's crazy is I was re-listening to a podcast I had with Joe, Mug Sai Sai, right? My guy. And, yeah. Um, graphic designer extraordinaire. And actually, the day that we recorded that was the day that we met down here in, uh, it's not the one right next to Lingnam. Remember that? What? Oh, uh, toppings. Yeah, toppings, right? And then that's when you were rolling out the plan yeah, 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 for yeah, the yeah. native immigrant release. And it's yo, and it's beautiful to see, to reflect on that right, day right, right. and then see the progression, right? Yeah. To see the work that was planned out, the steps that you went through, right? And then where you're at now, right? right? right. It does show the power of planning, the intention, and all that. But what I remember vividly from that day was you having the intention specifically to put out the project so that you represent in a way, of course, for SF Philippines, but also for other people to envision themselves doing the same thing, right? To be able to think, yo, I can do that too, Right. right? And I was like, okay, that's cool, that's cool. And then actually, when Native Immigrant came out, I was like, damn, I can do that too. You know, like that feeling was really there and I appreciate that. Yeah, man, I'm glad you soaked that. I'm glad you were there to witness that. You know, um, a lot of key players in making the album, you know, like Seth and uh, my homegirl Joy, Mr. Mm -hmm. Ray, Shane, who shot the Kiss the Sky video. Mm -hmm. They all played um, key parts in the making of the album, organizing the album release, you know, Mm -hmm. so, so my vision could come to fruition because um i feel like in terms of the album it really took the community to get behind mm. it you know i feel like that's what um the overall feel was at the album release at the i hotel mm-hmm. you know we had the, the youth group johanna come through they killed it you know my boy figo's really representing right now and um 
my sister Ruby Ibarra came to bless us too. So it, it was just a beautiful night, you know. My mom came through and surprised me. I know, yo. She, she oh, like, that was a surprise? Yeah, she rarely comes to any of my shows. So just to have her there was beautiful, you know. Yo, that was dope. She was rocking it up <laughs> on the little um, where it yeah, was raised yeah, area. Yeah. She was rocking. She was rocking. It was dope to see, you know. <laughs> But um, yeah, man. Like I said, it's 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 been a group effort so far, and uh, just been so blessed to be working with like the dopest individuals out yeah. here. You know, it is like you kind of catch the wave, and it's almost empowering just to be around, yeah, and just to see things move in, and like okay, kind of keeps you on your toes. It does, it does. You know, because if Seth is giving hundred ten percent, it's like I gotta match that. Mm -hmm. You know, otherwise I feel like I'm failing them. You yeah, know, yeah, I mean? yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I definitely got to match their hustle, man. And I feel like sometimes it really gets channeled, you know, with the whole Kapwa thing. We mm. trying to really create that vibe, that tribe, you know. Mm. So it works out, man. So when you talk about being a native immigrant, where did you, like, start relating with your Filipino side? Because you said the, the native, the immigrant intertwined in one. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I've always... Growing up, in, obviously, in a Filipino household, it's like influences everywhere, right? So my mom always spoke to me in Tagalog. She would always feed me Filipino food. Mm. And, and and those kind of things sounds very, like, basic, but I realized not a lot of families or very few families even have that, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. where they get spoken to in their native tongue or eat the, eat the food mm -hmm. from the country. Um, but with the album, I want to say maybe, like, making an album maybe three years into it, I was like... Bro, like, I was talking to my boy Nomi. He gave me um this book. It's a red book. The Filipino Revolution. It's oh, a red PSR? cover. PSR? PSR. Philippine PSR. Society and Revolution. Yes. Yeah. So, like, he gave me that, and that completely blew my mind. And I was like, I got to go to the Philippines. Like, I can't finish this album if I don't oh, go to the word. Philippines, you know? Like, I got to go see the people. I got to, like, soak game from my uncles who I haven't seen in 20 years. I got to see all my cousins. I, I got to go out there, you know, and plant seeds. So I feel like it really came together and my understanding of being um, of immigrant roots, like, really came out during that time. Um, hmm. The album itself is probably, like, it's like journaling, right? So, mm -hmm. like, a couple years from down the road, like, yo, that was, like, when I kind of, like, really discovered myself, mm. you know, and came into a new about my identity. Um, so, growing up, you didn't necessarily have a strong, like, I'm Filipino. Right. It like was that. always, like, back there, you know. Mm. It was like, yeah, I'm Filipino, I'm proud, but I never was really, like, curious, like, you know. My people are struggling mm. or just like, you know, what, how did my mom feel when she came here? You know, like she brought three of her kids here, you know, she left three of her kids here in the Philippines, came here, had me and petitioned to get her kids here. Mm. You know, that was like a process that I didn't know, like a lot of families go through, mm -hmm. you know? So it was, it, I had to really do my homework and just like, you know, look really deeply in the mirror and be like yo like you got roots man so you got actually a lot of self-reflection and a lot of like learned lessons even about your own family just from the process of creating the album yeah yeah it, like. it kind of like forced me to like dig deep you know connect with family too back yeah. home who i haven't seen in 20 years you know yeah. was that that wasn't your first time to the philippines so i went the first time i went to the philippines was like 95 96 i was young i was yeah. like eight nine Am I getting my math right? Yeah. <laughs> and then I went again, I mean, three years ago, two, three years ago, I went I went for my homeboy's wedding. He got married, but I was like, I'm going to go out there. I'm going to go see family. You know, mm. I haven't seen in 20 years. And um, it was it was a trip, man. It was a trip. 
pilgrimage. What, what was the sure. experience like? Man, I mean, okay, so first, like, being out there, seeing my one of my best friends get married was beautiful. You know, that we went to Barakai uh. and, and got, like, the all-star treatment over there. It was yeah, cool. Yeah. And then I went to the hood. I went to Beacon and really um, got to see, like, my family and where my mom grew up and, you know, the restaurant she ate at. Did my your mama go with you? Like, was she No, there? she didn't. But um, she's going again in March, this coming March, and I'm going out there. Hey, out there. So that's going to be a different feel, right? Because yeah, yeah. I got to go with my homies. Second trip, I got to go with my, with my partner. And then now it's like I get to see my mom out there. And my mom is kind of getting old, you know, like, so I want her to, like, really spend time with her siblings and stuff. So, yeah. So are you the youngest? I'm the Bunso. You're the Bunso. Hey, Bunso boys. <laughs> Most creative. Yeah, yeah, right? right? Yeah, my siblings are a little bit older. Don't want to put them on blast. Yeah. Just older. kidding, Ate. I know you're creative also. Just joke long, huh? <laughs> but yo, that sounds like a beautiful experience to be able to go back with your mama. Yeah, it'd be my third time in a row going mm. next year if I go again. I'm trying to go every year, bro. Yeah. I got to go. Yeah. I got to I got to feel that sun. I got to sit and watch Manila Bay. I just I got to eat some blood on the streets. I got to like, you know, I really yeah. got to soak that, you know. There is a different vibe like being there like for some reason for me, I just feel more comfortable. Yeah. Also, but not necessary all the time in the city. There's something about the city that's a little like too traffic, too Americanized. Yeah, 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 yeah. But when it's more out in the more rural areas, like okay, this feels yeah. more relaxing. Right, Manila is really crazy. Yeah, it's it's hard. I don't recommend driving in a cab out there. <laughs> yeah. You know, go on feet. But like, yeah, when I'm out in the countryside, I feel very at home. Mm, mm. It's just spiritual energy, probably. Yeah, bro. yeah. Just embracing you. you know? It'll be dope to write music there to see what I, I want to do you that out. you know because because ray because so ray is supposed to be out there too this oh yeah time. at the same time yeah yeah oh shit so we meet in a couple what dates folks fam? Let's, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like late march oh, late march ruby bar is gonna be out there too so we all try Why? to link is it just i think just... ruby's got um some shows out there i don't know too much of her schedule but yeah. i think she's got some shows out there and we're just trying to connect game you know just be around, be around my homies in, in the motherland would be would be huge, mm. man. And you'll get the good food. Yeah, yeah man. Food, I can't man. wait. Talk about food. That shit was on your album, though. <laughs> Kawale. Kawale. That hit me first. I was like, oh, right on, bro. Okay, okay. Right on, bro. That's like a cutty song, you know? Like, uh, that song, I used to work for a restaurant, like, just being a server and stuff. And they were, like, a, a green business, all about sustainable living, green living. And um, at the time, I think I got word or just became conscious that my mom is a diabetic also. Mm. So I wanted to write a song in O's to that, you know, because she was like, yeah, there's a long line of diabetics in our family. Mm. I'm like, there's a long line of diabetics in every Filipino family. Mm -hmm, true. <laughs> Shout out to my pops. Get your sugar down, fam. Oh my God. You know, we all sweet tooths. But um, Kowalik came together like that. That song's man, special, man. I like it's, that song. Um. It makes me think, yo, my pops, he gets this um, kind of powder, like green powder. It's like a health powder, yeah. whatever. He's like, oh, it's Malunga. It's Malunga tea, man. <laughs> and then you look at the back, second ingredient is sugar. Oh, no. I was like, bruh, no wonder oh, no. your uh, sugar levels were high. 
Oh, but man, that is a real issue, right? Yeah. Um, in our community, in Filipino Americans, like heart disease and diabetes. Yeah, you know, I think um, coming out here too, when you come to America, it's like it's hella force fed to you, you know, in terms of diet. Like, here, eat this fast food because it's mm-hmm. cheap, you mm-hmm. know? You're a working class citizen now. You're going to go to work all day. You want to cook after? No, you're going to get that two piece from Popeyes to mm-hmm. feed your whole family, right? So it's like it's easy. So, and for a lot of Filipinos, I feel like it's a blessing, of course, like coming here and, and, and having affordable food mm-hmm. in, uh, in abundance, you know, it's not what they're usually used to. So it's just, it's just educating, man. It's just educating. You know, my mom knows, like I'm always on her line when we have dinner at her house and I'm just like, oh, you're eating too much rice. No, mm-hmm, no. Mm-hmm. Too much bread again, mm-hmm, again. Mm-hmm. Bread with your coffee again. <laughs> so it's like, you know. But at, at the same time, it's like they're old. It's like yeah. you can't really like you know pull the food from their mouth. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like I get it. You yeah. know. Have you seen some changes in her uh, food and like her choices after you? Yeah, been, yeah. Been My mom would be curious. She'd be like, "What's an alkaline diet or something?" I'm like, "Where you read that?" She's yeah. like, "I saw it on Facebook." I'm yeah. like, "Get off Facebook!" <laughs> <laughs> you know. But nah, like I'll try. I definitely try to game her. You know, like give her some teas. You know, mm. like eat this salad for this purpose. You know, like diff- just different like techniques. And I feel like you got to pitch it to them in a sense of just like don't force them, yeah. but just like educate them on like yeah. why it's good for you. I think that's the best we could do for our generation. You know. And you gotta throw in that love guilt, bro. Like <laughs> I, I'm doing it because I love you, right, Nike. Right, 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 I right. want you to see my grandkids and everything night yeah. like that they gotta survive they gotta see the next generation <laughs> yeah you know? my mom was actually very like uh, against like stop it stop talking about sugar my god yeah like that yeah. but over time i've noticed like she's been changing it up That's like good. not getting the the uh, desserts or like the really sweet stuff she's yeah. been doing more smoothies they get frustrated stuff. when you're like on their line so much <laughs> yeah you know? yeah they're like might as well i'll just change yeah, so yeah, you yeah. stop annoying me like right. that but it's important mm-hmm. i think it is important for us and that's why i did appreciate it because it's a fun song right but it's very actually important yeah it's a big ass issue in the filipino community right. that we really have to talk about yeah man. like but Lechon Kawale is fucking good. Yeah. Right? You know, it's like I try to paint like how I saw my mom in the kitchen too, you know. What I say, I've been eating out the same Kawale wok oils hot ever since I was a youngin', uh. you know, splashing on my grill. It's like, you know, I remember some of my fondest memories is like my mom frying on a Kawale. It's so hot, it could be like lechon or something, and it's uh. like hitting me damn near as I'm tugging on her to get a taste, right? Uh. So it's just like I take you into the kitchen with me almost. Mm-hmm. So it's dope, man. I'm glad you appreciate that because that's very like it's heartfelt, you know. Uh. That's interesting. Actually, when you're saying that right now, it almost sounds like you took a little bit of that poetry for the people, um, talk about senses and paint yeah, the picture yeah, yeah, scene yeah, yeah, yeah. type of approach and putting right. it into your rap. Because sometimes also a lot of raps can be a lot telly, right? It's yeah, very yeah, yeah. like te- talking about issues, this and that, and doing the more macro analysis of right. worlds, right? right? And then you forget sometimes to go into the micro of painting the scene. Right. And yeah, 
doing that with talking about the splattering of the oil really like brings you in and i was just when yeah. i listened i was like thinking of the food <laughs> yeah you, and all you this can stuff. smell it right yeah yeah it's like yeah. relatable because it's like it's a shared narrative you know mm. amongst everybody we we all know what like fried tuyo smells like mm. in the morning with mm. some garlic rice you know mm. that's a very like distinct odor that mm. you you can remember so i'm just glad like you know some people appreciate that yeah. bro it is the rice though i think there are overconsumption of the rice <laughs> yeah. that's the one that gets us oh man like my sister is actually doing the whole keto diet right oh, okay Where, and then got all hype right but then she'd be eating up like filipino food because she can do like the lechon and stuff and right, that's right, all right. protein it doesn't have the the uh, carbs, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, hey, that shit's smart. <laughs> and then she she texted over images of Liempo last night to my oh mom my and me. God. I was like, oh my God, this food looks so good. <laughs> I was just sitting here at home like, oh, there's nothing in the fridge. Yeah, yeah. I called it Ongpin to order. I was like, can I have a crispy pata? So <laughs> funny. Yeah. That's I just so go out, gone out to get that and it was good, oh, man. Bro. Shout out Ongpin. Shout out Ongpin, <laughs> bro, with the two, two big racks of uh, crispy pata yeah, for 15 man. bucks bro not bad heart, heart attack on a plate <laughs> yeah I ain't gonna play that koali song after cause it's gonna make me feel bad but feel guilty. that's what it's supposed to do <laughs> oh but in that song actually was that an Eddie Murphy sample was that the one where he's like oh in the beginning yeah what food do you it's like a, what is that <laughs> that's from his movie um, Coming to America yeah man. yeah where he's all dressed up like, yeah so when he before he's uh, about to get married to the to the princess it's like a set marriage and she's like you know whatever you like basically because she's trying to cater to the princess needs and eddie murphy's like i know what you like or you know what i like but i want to know what you like and yeah. she's just like whatever you like you yeah. know so we thought that was fitting it was supposed to be funny the original there was an original sample that was supposed to go at the end i forget it was like about a uh, hunger strike i forget what was sample but we cut it out you know Ray did like a lot of chops on the album, like I said, in terms of transitions and uh. editing stuff. How was that process of like having him do a lot of also the chops and like editing yeah. post-wise? It's difficult because, um, you know, us really trying to like keep keep it a collaborative effort. Mm -hmm. So he would like, you know, make a change, be like, is this cool? And then... Me, I would always want to revise lyrics last minute. He'd be like, bro, like, it's, it's cool. Just leave it. I'm like, nah. You know, sir, I'm like kind of like a perfectionist yeah, at certain yeah. points. So, you know, all in all, we ch we just try to keep it fun with the sessions, not not be too serious. But we also know how critical some of the messages are on the mm -hmm. album, you know, mm -hmm. so. Yeah, I was interested in how y'all chose all your specific samples. Uh, some of them were like, I like the Larry at Leong, like I'm a motherfucker for writing, <laughs> for fighting for the rights of Filipinos yeah, in this country, right? And then um, the Eddie Murphy. And I know you had another one. Was that Dolores Huerta in, I think, Healing? Right where there was like we need black and brown unity. Oh, that was, was uh, that? that was Mama uh, Guterres. Oh, that's Equipto's mother from the Frisco Five. Um, yeah, and Davey D is actually the other sample on that song. That was from a live recording. I want to say it was Hunger Strike Day Twelve mm. in front of the Valencia Police Station. Those were live recordings. Um, yeah, I got to document that day, take some photos too. I was in tears that day. That was a very heavy day for me. Mm, why um you know because i'm very close to to queasy 
my boy Ike, my homie Selassie too, like um, Edwin Lindo, those guys, like, I feel like they really put their lives on the line and, and the city of San Francisco failed them at that moment because they were literally like letting them die on that corner mm. and, and not, you know, ignoring their plea to, to fire Chief Sir. And I, I was just sad, man. I was distraught. I think a lot of people were there to um, lift lift them up, you know, me being one of them as well. And it's uh, it was a tough time, man. But, you know. Chief Sir is out of office. Ed Lee is still in office, and he's just man. Don't let me get into it. Mm. Get into it, fam. You know, he's just man. <laughs> it's crazy, bro. Like just, just you know, corporate interests. The tech industry being in San Francisco, it's like there's no room for like for a person to you know either raise a family or or just have sustainable living in terms of living wages you know being being in a metropolitan city i'm sure it's it's like that across the u.s but san francisco um being a pioneer for so many like movements you know what i mean the beatnik movement and just so many like organizers came out of san francisco mm. it's like you know we're not gonna be ignored forever you know what i mean the people will be heard you know so it's just a struggle man i think that goes perfectly into their song players and you say we gotta stand for something i i gotta stand for something yeah. right and then how much change have you seen in the city uh from growing up and then what has it been like because you talk about a lot of changes there too like yeah. saying i think you said uh we were fam before right or talking yeah, about yeah. certain people that you haven't seen in a while yeah, yeah. but also like physical location was it could you dive yeah. into that a little bit yeah we were fam before that line is just um just old friends that i know have flipped or just stuck in the same ways you know never progressed in life And uh, it's no hard feelings, but, you know, we all got to grow accordingly to what our calling is in life. But in terms of changes in Frisco, it's like, man, everything's so different. I heard they're raising, like, muni prices again. You know, they got no funding for schools yet. You know what I mean? You got these wicked cops who are still walking away with their salaries after being let go. Like, it's very, like, I don't know, man, it's corrupt. You know, like... It's like, I just don't, like a lot of my friends have moved away too because they can't afford to live in San Francisco, you know? I could count almost like how many of my friends are left out here. And it's sad, man, because like what makes San Francisco beautiful and I feel like why people are attracted to it is because of the people, you know? Any kind of local businesses that you see, restaurants are open, art is produced by like majority of locals. I heard something crazy though that like a lot of the art being produced lately is like out of towners. Mm. I don't know if I believe in that. Maybe it's because I'm biased because I know so many artists that are still painting, but um, it's like I don't. I don't see a lot of my homies no more, mm -hmm. you know? It's, just, it's very sad, man. A lot of, like, local record stores that I used to go to, restaurants are shutting down because they can't keep up with these chains, you know? They do say that in the process of displacement and gentrification that a lot, depending on the availability of housing, the first wave is actually out-of-town artists. And yeah. Because oh, yeah, yeah, of yeah. Their, right, right, right. their desire to be part of like this culture and then they're almost like the first wave of making it okay for outsiders right they can integrate they're like the boundary object yeah, in the way of yeah being yeah, able yeah. to integrate but also creating space for new people right so maybe on some level that is why there's a reason for outside artists to start being more of what you see in the area and that yeah. leads into like the next further waves of more institutionalized right 
people coming in. Yeah, it's, you know? it's, it's funky, man. It's, it's really funky in terms of energy. Of course, you know, you always want to welcome art. You know, mm -hmm. art brings vibrance to the community. I just feel like if you're an artist moving out here, it's like you got to really integrate into the community correctly. What are the issues that the hood is mm -hmm. facing? How do you play into that? Does your art speak to that? Or is your art just coming from a, um, a very selfish standpoint? Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. like we got to have that dialogue amongst each other and be critical of who we let in, you know? What are the kind of changes that you wish to see? Because in the next song, right, you said peace to you, right? Yeah, yeah. You're saying it gets a little bit more of the like forward your revolution won't be televised, pointing out the propaganda, right? Brainwashing yeah, yeah. the minds, kind of like pointing out the issues there. But right. what do you hope to see for Sucker Free for man, I SF? Hope, man, I mean, there are still like a lot of youth groups diving. You know, I just hope like a lot of my homies could come through and like maybe buy back businesses or mm. just like develop their own building, you know, and, and, and just have like, I feel like this resurgence of natives just come back and just kind of like, you know, take it back for what it is because we're, we're we exist, you mm. know what I mean? We matter. And, and just because like you got this wicked um, mayor in office and then you got all these like the tech industry moving out here, pushing us out. It doesn't mean that like we're completely going to disappear and just die off because you're here. You know, we're present, you know, and, and, and we have a story, you know what I mean? And we will preserve it by all means. Mm. So I just hope like we we're still able to be here 10, 15 years from now, you mm. know. It is almost scary to think about the power of money and how it displaces people right and it's is tied with the official backing of city officials or legislation right, that allows right, right, right. these developments to happen right? right and then we're starting to see the overflow of those effects here in daily city yeah where people's re uh, rents are going up no rent control here mm. we also have new developments coming up and city planning has their influence over yeah. that how does that work per se because i know dc is like a little bit smaller mm -hmm. i know like a lot of more college kids are flooding here mm -hmm. because it's like really near to san francisco mm -hmm. How do you, uh, man, like, I don't know too much about, like, you know, the housing crisis or, like, you know, what's, what's really going on. I think it's a borderland because some people um, have already owned their houses, uh, like some Filipinos, right? But there's also a large working class community here that only rents, especially top of the hill. Um, and those folks are not co uh, protected by any rent control. And so in the last two to three years, there's already been those initial pushes of development. Um, like their plan here in ceremony is to do even um, a hotel and to market it as, oh, it's so close to SF, so close to BART, and so to have those wow. people coming in. But you see all these developments, and they're not necessarily the needs of the community. For right, example, right, like right. they're more of the Nordstrom rag, they're more of these bigger conglomerates. Because that, we need another Nordstrom yeah, rag. Yeah, <laughs> because we need Sprouts, and because we need these kind of somewhat of the the purchasing purchasing price of these institutions are higher than a working class mm. community and then we also see it in south city where there's the development of the caltrain and right. that's a majority latino um population latina right. latinx and they're being displaced 
also right near through. the airport too so yeah. it's just that it just makes sense it's like a hub it just makes sense so it's a a lot of people have already been starting to move out to hercules and richmond even from this area and it's kind of scary because i love this spot this mm-hmm. is where i found my home of like yeah, yo, the yeah, hell yeah. of filipinos the community is here but then just based on trends that have already happened it's scary to think that the possibility of displacement is very real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unless something is done. But where is the... The also scary part is the organizational efforts here in Daly City is not as strong as it is in San Francisco. Right, right. There's not that many grassroots orgs doing work. There's not a lot of um, community building in the sense of activism here. Mm. So that's why I'm like... I'm very scared. Real talk. I'm really worried, but I am hopeful in through initiatives that are going on. Whether it's there's four NC for Northern County people who are who are working on things yeah. um, to kind of wake it up before things it get happens. Uh, yeah, before it happens. Yeah, you know that's a realistic trauma we can mm-hmm. really well undergo. You know, like I know, like a lot of my generation, my friends, like we're we're going through that. You know, a lot of the conversation lately is like I miss how old San Francisco was. Mm. And, you know, I miss home too. Mm. And it's like that's a real trauma that we're gonna like hold forever. You mm-hmm. know, because we witnessed that firsthand. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's sad, bro. It's really sad, man. In light of that sadness. I like your track healing, right? <laughs> it's all about healing. We just need a little healing, right? And you yeah. talk about brown and black unity yeah. there. Where do you find your personal sense of like healing and obvious I mean, yeah, obviously music. Um any any kind of medium I pick up, you know, I'm pretty nifty with a brush and a spray can. Yeah. Um I yeah. got a canvas here. I need to, I've <laughs> yeah, been also yeah. thinking of having like a community canvas where people can add stuff as yeah. they come as guests. She just has so. something right here and then I we, know, can all, thinking, we can all sign it yeah, when we yeah, come yeah. through. Yeah. You know? Um I picked up a camera a couple years back. I've been taking some, you know, some photography. I want to do like a big release on that maybe mm. years down the line. But lately it's just like, you know, being in my, I'm very much in my own headspace lately. So like, you know, being in nature, man, like being at the beach or going for a hike, um, getting into a book, you know, just really like being able to calm my nerves lately because life is very fast paced, man. How do you balance sometimes? I know it's uh, you got a lot going on. Where um, do you find your peace? Oh. <laughs> it's funny because, like, you would think, like, you know, music is, like, my release. But sometimes, like, it's also a second job. Yeah. You know? Yep. Yep. Um, but I think just, like, man, just, just sticking to my guns about creating, you know, like I said, whether it, it's a different medium I pick up or something, just, like, really learning that. Um but doing my research lately too, you know, um, watching videos of just like interviews of like Nina Simone or just mm. like old stuff, just research. Researching lately has been really like good for me because it's like it, it, it leads me down the creative path and it helps me, you know what I mean, educate myself on what works. Yeah, on, you, on your bio, it's interesting you called up Nina Simone. You yeah, said, yeah, yeah. as an artist, we have to reflect the times and I've realized my privilege and the responsibility I have to use my platform as a means of raising awareness. Yeah. And then when you were being grateful on your post about being on Balaitang America, you said that all your work is like an homage to the organizers and those doing work in the yeah, city yeah. and providing services. For yeah, it's, it's, um, you know, because 
I know a lot of organizers. I know a lot of community um, organizers, organizations at state and city, different Filipino orgs as well. I've got to do a couple shows with a couple orgs throughout the years. I was never like a full on organizer. I would never call myself an activist because I know there's a real activist in the field who get their hands dirty every day. Mm. You know, I've always supported people's movements to get active or to get quote unquote woke. <laughs> don't like that term. <laughs> no, that's that's the dirty term yeah, for the for twenty seventeen. It's a dirty term. <laughs> but um you know I think I think recognizing issues um it's like if you see something wrong you know it's like it's very hard to turn a blind eye to it especially lately mm-hmm. you know so it's just like not quote unquote being woke per se it's just seeing something wrong that's going on in front of you and calling it out even mm. you know that's like that's where man a lot of the inspiration comes from too with the music you know like speaking on that within the music but not being like too preachy so do you you don't consider yourself an activist i don't think so bro i don't think so like to me like an activist is like you know really like active man just like in the field 24 7 um not 24 7 because we all gotta live yeah but you know what i mean I mean, I guess there's different layers to it, too, though. There's definitely different layers because people be like, Rich is an activist and all this. But it's like, man, you got to go to more than one rally and speak on a different <laughs> thing, you know what I mean? Because people be like, I went to a rally today and I got on the podium and like, yeah, I'm activated. But like, nah, bro, like that takes years of work, you mm. know, like, and what are you really fighting for, you mm. know? It's almost as if the real activists, quote unquote, don't even care about calling themselves activists. Right. Right. Those are the real ones. Yeah. I mean, we, we place these labels on ourselves and it's just so funny, man. Mm. Just like, not, I'm not with the whole labeling thing. You know what I mean? If you're like, yo, Rich is a dope rapper. I'm like, I'm an artist. Mm. You know, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm creative. But isn't yeah. that also a label? Yeah, Artist it is. and creative, it is. right? It is. It's I was, a, it's a general term. I, I know. Guess. I was just actually thinking about that a while ago. <laughs> I was looking on my Twitter. I was like, what should I put? Yeah. Like poet, poet, rapper, but putting everything on there, photographer. And yeah, like, yeah. it's kind of weird. Like creative. Social media is funny like that too, though. Like you'll go to somebody's profile, be like, oh, poet, activist, rapper. I'm like, damn, like for real. It's like you gotta be very careful because people like really read you online too. You know, yeah. I mean? You might say something that triggers somebody, and it's just like whole fiasco with that. <laughs> it is a different world that we're in because of social media now. Like both very public, but also you have to be kind of careful of how you come across. You have to be aware of how you come across, right? Um, and but at the same time, it also like activates a lot of possibility to share mm-hmm. right who you authentically are right and builds connections with people right sometimes yeah. i gotta unplug though bro yeah yeah like because it gets to be too much you know what i mean like being being on social media and all different kinds of clickbaits and just like world tyranny going on if you read too much into it it's depressing man mm. so you sometimes it's got you gotta look within yourself man and just not look at that screen so much because it could be detrimental to your mental health, man. I feel you, bro. I'd be on IG a little too much. Yeah, man. Like fucking scrolling. You know, hella like. different opinions on Twitter and all this other stuff. It's just like, damn, bro, how do you really feel? You mm. know? Mm. It's 
Yeah, I should fucking delete IG. <laughs> <laughs> this is the intervention. <laughs> I deleted Twitter from my phone last week. Yeah. Because I was like, I have to study for finals. Yeah, like, man. it's kind of crazy how caught up I can get with just doing that. And then when I have something I want to say, I'm like, oh, I can just put it on Twitter. I'll put it yeah, on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. Instead of even just working through the thought, too. Just because it's available it becomes something you go to yes yeah, it's, it's almost second nature because i do the same thing right mm. it's like we check an email and then just like happen to click on twitter or ig and be on there for longer than i should have been you <laughs> yeah. know and you're just literally wasting your time yeah but you know social media could also be useful man like, yeah it's it, it's just how you use it you know Time management, man. Time, Time management, management, man. <laughs> I've been getting that the this app that tracks your usage, right? And then like four hours total in a day sometimes is what, what? I'm on the phone. Like, and I don't realize because it's just one minute here, one minute there. Like, it and it adds up four hours. This is a f two movies, fam. <laughs> like, and sometimes it's like an hour and a half total on IG, right? <sighs> And it's like, what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> Yo, even just looking at stories yeah, and yeah, yeah. go on that explore page. And yeah, there's a lot online, too. It's a lot of different content from dope artists. Yeah. And, you know, you get sucked into it. Man. Yeah. That's the other thing. There is, it's both. It's like a dope space to find yeah. inspiration. You can be totally inspired. I've been moved. I've, been, I've cried from things I've seen on, I think I cried over this guy who was being bullied, right? And mm. it just really um, emphasized the point of us having to stop that. Yeah. But at the same time, I'd also be looking at memes of, right, right, like, right, of right. like not doing work. Right. It's like a mix of both. Yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy, man, because you could be, like you said, like looking at that bullying and then, you, and you know, you could look and be like, oh, that's sad. And then keep it moving. Yeah. Like keep strolling. You yeah. know that? Like, so are you really like, you know, is does it really resonate with you? Or is it just like you're just caught, you know, you're plugged in too much? That shit happened with the whole Libya and the slave mm -hmm. trade thing. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just so crazy that right next to the post of Libya, you scroll down, it's a girl posing, right? Yeah. Like, the juxtaposition yeah, of just yeah, these yeah, two yeah. things. Like, Okay, yeah, um, sick, bro. how are we going to address? Are we really going to address this then? Right. Like, even if people do post that, like, is one post enough, like, yeah. for you to be woke, right? Exactly. To, exactly. to address this? Like, are we actually going to change the system of people's lives being affected on the real, tangible, right. like, reality of it all? Right. It's, it's, I feel like it's really up to each individual, though, mm -hmm. you know, right? Because, like, reposting those things, of course, like, create awareness, mm -hmm. right? And get behind a movement that you feel, like, is, is real to you and speak on it, right? But it's at the same time, it's like, you know, post about Libya and then you post about, like, some shoes you want. You know what I mean? It's yeah. just, like, it's how you gauge. I don't know. It's tough, man. It's really tough. I think we're still also learning as a society yeah. about how to manage this because, this technology thing is just exponentially getting us more and more connected and invested in it, yeah. right? But realistically, it's not that old, 20 plus years. Yeah, of, man. Even the intense connectivity, it's only in the last maybe 10 years right. or so, right? And these kids are growing up with it, like to the hip, they yeah. have it. I was just talking to friends and in our age group, I think, like from 24 to like this 28, 29 right now, um, 
I think we were we grew up with it kind of mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. we had like the sidekick we had the yeah, yeah we that had AOL razor. dialogue yeah yeah that's that's <laughs> when you know when you have that when you had that <laughs> you're the, uh, this generation right I'm on the phone <laughs> yeah please and then you you have to wait until the picture loads yep. layer yep. by layer right yep. but then some of the kids now they're just connected to the point of their facetiming each other just staying on it it's a third limb for them yeah for sure and some people are just so connected so i actually don't really know where it's gonna go in that sense but i already see a difference in behavior with those who are younger than me like who are 18 you see parents when their kids are crying it's like the baby's crying they'll give them the phone yeah i don't think that's That's when it's scary that's that's you know it's like i can't speak on it because i'm not a parent yeah i don't know know how to raise a kid yeah but i see it and it's just like yo that's ill man yeah that's that's what yeah i feel you i can't tell them not to do that but i'm like oh that's not good fam Mm -hmm. like that they're just staring yeah. at it yeah. instead of interacting they know how that. to like fiddle with it yeah know? they know where to go yeah, bro crazy. my crazy. nephews when they were like three years old they were just going to whatever <laughs> app they learned like this whole game of like it was like the idiot test it was like a game where you have to play certain things like mini games it was like oh, the wow. impossible test right and then you just have to wait it's like a pattern but he eventually learned it all like from failing like restarting the game then going through it restarting going through it again and again and he could just press like a two three like this is kind of not good yeah they know Uh, the technology way too well yeah and (laughs) i still struggle i'm like i'm not even on snapchat Mm. i'm like i feel like they're like kuya give me your snapchat i'm like i don't use this what is that yeah (laughs) but then i'm like i feel like i'm behind already yeah everyone's on all these different things yeah but hopefully we do use it for the good we kind of learn what it is as a tool and then use it for real connection right. real mod, um, mobilization for right. certain causes and right. all that and that's what it should be you know ultimately man not a distraction yeah you know? yeah no no more saving pictures of <laughs> <laughs> oh man <laughs> why did your face go like that <laughs> I didn't even say nothing <laughs> no, bro I'll be on the way too much, man. <laughs> oh, gotta change, gotta change. <laughs> Possible. Okay, a few more questions. I wanted to ask actually about the G and you. What do you mean about that? Because traditional sense, like gangster, right? Yeah, yeah. See, the G and you, OG, right? Is it yeah. or some people were like, "I see you, God." Yeah, right? yeah. What do you mean? I that? think yeah, seeing seeing the God, that's what I initially meant, you know. But seeing seeing the G on you, you know, keeping it gangster too, man. Yeah. Just like that was more so like. I see people working hard to 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 discover their higher selves. And that's what I ultimately meant with that message. You know, I see you. I see you carving your inner self, you know, or, you know, anyway, it could be physically, spiritually, mentally. Like, I just see you and I recognize that, you know, and that was like just an ode to the homies, man. I do a little shout out at the end, you know, and uh, the G in you, um, and I think Ray agreed with me. I, I didn't want it to go on the album. That, that song almost really? got cut. Um, but Ray was like, nah, we got to put it on. That's one of my favorite beats. So shout out to Ray on that executive call. Yeah. How yeah. come you didn't want it on the album? Um, I don't know. I think it was just like a rotation of songs. I feel like I felt like the beat was like, didn't go, didn't mesh well. You know, because we listen, you know, obviously when you're putting the playlist together to make an album, it's like you play with it a couple of times and um, 
couple songs obviously didn't make the album because we both felt like the sound wasn't there or the message wasn't you know fully speaking to the album as a whole but um after i listened to it like i thought i thought it flowed well you know mm. that is cool so you get the insight from another creative yeah to yeah, be yeah. able to f- see what the final image will be it is like a collaborative painting it is it is and like working together yeah you know i've um i've got various projects but the native was like the first project where i worked with one producer mm. yeah with a freaking master, Mr. Ray. Oh, this guy, man. this guy has a little. He's all Mr. This <laughs> <laughs> his face is all. <laughs> but then he has strings. He's yeah, yeah, he's yeah. working projects oh, going yeah. on, and he's like, oh. he's the he's the Jay Dilla. Yeah, yeah. Frisco, man. That's he's the Rilla. You know? <laughs> yeah, man. It, it's cra- crazy to also discover more about him as i get closer to him about the work that he's done mm-hmm. and you're like damn this guy has a lot yeah he's, like, he's got he's a long consistently rap going. Sheet. yeah he's he's built with like a lot of like pinoy artists over mm-hmm. the years too you know a lot of beat rock artists a lot of san francisco artists i think this year like the focus is to like you know connect more with um a lot more San Francisco artists, you know what I mean? So I know he's got like a lot of Cuddy collaborations going on. He sent me a beat yesterday for a song to hop on with this, with this uh, new group that's coming. But, you know, I don't want to leak too much yeah, of his yeah, info because yeah, yeah. he's got things brewing. Uh, <laughs> this guy's always low-key and making jokes, but yeah, right? he's got yeah. it going. Yeah, man. How has it been? Because um, you said you did shout-outs, right, um, on that track. So and you've really grown up in San Francisco. Like, how did you view like your inspirations and stuff? Who who kind of gave you that? Because in your bio that I read on SoundCloud, there's a lot of shout outs to certain sounds like mm-hmm. on the a boom bap tip. Yeah, but yeah, there yeah. are people, those predecessors in a way yeah. that you looked up to. How did you? Who are they? And then how did that influence your sound and all that? Yeah. So. I, I took a lot, um, obviously, when I first got into hip-hop, a lot of what was played to me was, like, obviously, like, radio songs, you mm. know. I think I can remember, like, one of the first albums that I heard was my sister. She brought this album from the 2 Live crew. Um, it was, like, an album cover where it was these dudes and then, like, these girls who were, like, in bikinis and they were, like, under their legs and it was, like, very misogynistic. <laughs> you know, that was, like, one of the first albums. And then she bought, like, the Fuji La album you know, by Lauren Hill and them. So it was like a good contrast of like what I felt hip hop was. So like fast forward. This is your older sister? Yeah, had an older sister. And you know, she just came to the stage, so she was just trying to buy music, just like, you know, get hip. Um, But a lot of my early influences, you know, like some of my favorite MCs are like Nas and Black Thought, right? So like Philly and New York from that region. But I think growing up out here, it's like I naturally gravitated to like more Bay Area music. like real grimy like just like real grimy cutty stuff just like you know the jack artists from the mob figures and yuck mouth and equipped though from san francisco being out of board stiff from from a more like i don't know from a more like lyrical tip i feel like like board stiff hobo junction hieroglyphics mm. the coop boots riley like that kind of sound but i still i was still open to like you know you keep the sneaks turf talks e40s rbl posse like real mob music mm. you know real grimy mob music because because um 
shoot, I'm a, I'm a hyphy baby, you mm. know? I grew up in that hyphy era, but I was already listening to Bay Area artists before Hyphy got put on a pedestal and before the world viewed it as like, oh, this is a Bay Area region sound. I already knew about like Bay Area music from way back, you know, like, so when they labeled it Hyphy, I was like, that's cool and all, but I've known, I've known artists who've been doing it independently for a long time. So those were like some major influences for me growing up, you know, just being a city kid, tagging on stuff, my headphones on and just like, you know, listening to the pioneers talk about where I was coming from, from my own backyard, you know? Yeah. Do you think that you got a lot of your own sound from them? How did your own sound develop? I think they definitely played an influence, yeah. you know, in, in, the, in the slang that I talk, you know? Um, I heard, like, I have a certain um, accent, when I, when I yeah. rap, you know, I don't hear it, but most people be like, yeah, do you, you say, do they, do they say that it's different from your regular speaking voice? Like your rap voice, your rap accent? Yeah, they say I sound a little bit like different. Oh. Yeah. I don't really, I don't, I don't hear I it don't either. Hear it. It's, it's kind of weird, but some I think people... it's only, though, if I think about it, it's more in your end rhymes when you hold out certain like verses, mm. like da, 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 like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's more that, but not really in the pronunciation of accent yeah. I would think of. Rap is funny like that, right? It's kind of like how you enunciate things, how you pronounce, do you stretch out certain things? Yeah. It give yeah. you a certain like style and technique to it. Yeah. You know? But I studied a lot of the greats growing up. Man. And then outside of hip hop, it's like I listen to all kinds of music, you know, jazz, um, a lot of reggae, you know? So. Bob Marley is mm -hmm. one of my favorite artists. Mm -hmm. Marvin Gaye. You know, I listen to a lot of island reggae lately. My woman's a hula dancer. A word? You know, yeah. Oh. So you do get a lot of exposure to the different styles. Oh, yeah. I'm a music yeah. lover. Yeah. I'm a music lover, you know, not only hip-hop. I love hip-hop. That's, mm. like, you know, to the core of me, but I, like, I love music. Mm. I love watching live music, you know. If there's an instrument around me, I'm like, you got to play it, you know. Uh -huh, like, uh -huh. fuck it, you know. So, yeah, I was always a fan. Who are then your top three musicians? Top three musicians? Yeah. Oh, my Lord. Um, man, just off top of the dome, John Coltrane. Uh. Um, shoot, man, I'm trying to dig deep. I'm trying to dig deep. Who's, who's like a good composer? Man, Carlos Santana. Oh, shit. Um, who else, man? Shoot, you gonna put a hip hop up there? Did make the top three? Does hip hop make the top three? I mean, Nas, of course, uh, you know, uh. Nas, of course, but like, yeah, real musicians, man, because you know, hip hop took a lot from like different forms of yeah, music. So, yeah. I feel ultimately, if you are a hip hop artist, it's like you got to study all kinds of music, you know, where your samples came from, uh. who, who, you know, who influenced who, you know. It's like, like even with Nas's story, his dad was a jazz player, Oludara. Like, yeah. he was a great jazz player. So, it's like you could kind of see, like, where people kind of get their influence from, you know? Do you play any instruments? Um, I dabble with, like, the piano, but I'm, like, not all that at all. Uh, even uh. though I took piano in high school. <laughs> I didn't, like, I didn't sustain anything. Uh. But, um, I, you know, I plan on getting back into the piano this coming year. Yeah. Try to set up at home and kind of get, like, the lab going over there. Yeah. You know, maybe Man. make some beats or something. I wish I listened to Mama and continued the piano <laughs> lessons, man. It yeah. would have been so helpful. You know, but. it's so ill when I see, like, you know, the youth, like, it would be, like, seven or eight years old, and they just 
so ill on an instrument. I'm yeah. like, oh my God, you got a bright future. Uh, you know? Before we get into, I want to do a freestyle session. Okay. I feel the vibe is right. <laughs> But can you talk to me, tell me a little bit about what you look for in good hip hop music? How do you listen to music? Mm. How do you consume it? Like, mm. what, how does your brain work in that way of mm. listening to this music? A while ago, you were talking about lyricism, this mob yeah. feel, like all that. How do you analyze music? Man, lately, I've been trying to, like, be more open. You know, when I was younger, I would be really, like, hip-hop police about it. Like, I don't listen to no radio music and Little Uzi Who and, mm. you know, all this, like, stuff I used to not feel. But, like, as I'm getting older, like, I look at the generations, I look at the youth and why they gravitate to somebody like 21 Savage or Future and why they like this kind of music, you know. So I've, I've become more open, I want to say. But in terms of, like, what I bump in my car... Like, lately, it's a good mix of stuff, you know? So, I've been listening to, like, a lot of Big Crit or mm, uh, Saber mm -hmm. Pivot from Chicago. Chicago has, like, a very good, booming music scene right now. I love what Chicago is doing, doing right now. So, it's, like, No Name, McJenkins, uh, Saber. You know, it's, like, a lot of these young artists are really killing it. But, like, lyricism is always, like, very important to me, obviously, if you're talking about something. Um, and then, like, beats, you know, production-wise, it's, like, uh, coming from the West Coast, it's, like, drums got a bang, you mm -hmm. know? Drums mm -hmm. got a bang, most definitely. Um, but, yeah, man, I, like I said, I listen to all kinds of stuff, bro. I could I could go on for days. Hey. Like, you know, my Spotify playlist is just, like, so random. <laughs> it's kind of crazy how you can learn so much about people through their music, what they listen to, right? But also learn about different types of music that yo i met this one person i looked through their playlist of r&b like this new r&b like i didn't know half of the folks there but they were killing it with millions of views already oh, yeah, like yeah, what yeah. is going on For like sure. this is crazy to see so much beautiful music out there yeah it's so like, much yeah it's so there's, much there's a lot um and it's cool to be like within that world mm -hmm. of like all right let's let's do this shit let's right. make and so in that so oh, with that snap. in mind we're gonna throw on some beats we got first one is dre who and oh, it's fields oh. we got role immigrant you want me just kick it just kick it bro uh can i kick it like tribe Coming from the four or five, but we get live, ain't no thing. Riding dirty, you ain't heard me. Dirty like Harry, the situation to get hairy. Never offbeat, rolling discreet up in the streets, duck and dodge you like a ninja. Still middle finger to the rollers, high rolling. Man, I be slightly high still, trying to divide the fake from love. Who am I? Who are us? From a different tribe, but we high side. You don't know, get your third eye poked. Catch the frilly glows, ghost. <laughs> Rest in peace, Mac Dre and the JA. Your whole squad will get slayed with no delay. Coming like an avalanche. Better had a pope who won't speed dial. Another dead body rolling down the river now. Then I played off with a smile. On this microphone, now you can't have it. It's attached like a third limb. I'm a savage. Coming through, man, I got to get my green cabbage. And how I manage, you know, still trying to find balance. Life is wicked, these wicked cops are shooting. With me, I just stay heavily rooted, and I'm never ever zooted. <laughs> yeah. 
uh, never zooted, uh, I just want to keep pursuing music as a master craft, I just want to get after that, I'm always gonna be music making like aftermath, I just want to pass my class, yeah. though I don't study, uh, <laughs> I'm gonna fail, I'm gonna get a BG, I just want to go into the pail, take a shower with some cash, I just want to <laughs> get another smack on that, but I won't say ass, cause that is rude, misogynistic too, but I'm trying to change my way, stop saving pictures on Instagram for days. Ah, shit, I'm confessing my ways. Rolling, confessing your ways. I came through like Mayday, Melee, ready for war. Of course, the yelling encore. I got my 40 frigid from the liquor store. We'll be drinking, show the tapping since we was young. From the Bay Area, we known to get dumb, get smart. All I need is one blunt to spark. Anytime during the moon after dark. Hot side and rider silly. Situation critical, it ain't funny. Never ever do I look bummy. D boy baller luck, gotta. Uh, I don't know where I was going, but you know I keep the freestyle flowing. My hair used to be long until I cut it. Why these youngsters ain't even got no budgets for the program? Be the man, accumulate about a thousand grand if I say so. You moving slow mo, life ain't no sequel. Still trying to balance uh, the good and evil within myself. What's mental health? Are you asking yourself when you wake up? Still chilling in the cuts. Kept the rhyme smoking like cigarette butts. Yo, this is us, huh? <laughs> hey, Role on the tray, who beat? We Love gonna do, let's have one more. Let's do one more. Well, let's do another. The the next one is gonna be a producer from Daily City. Okay. Um, just having fun with it. Hey, I feel the vibe. Whenever there is a freestyle, it just shifts it. Like I just yeah. love, I just love the vibe of creation, like creatives and all. Ooh. Oh, I, I think this one this? has like a mellow, but mellow. The drums, I, if I remember right, kicks pretty. Okay. Like, let's see where it goes. Native immigrant, shout hey. out Mr. Ray. Rolay in the Master building. Master puppet. Hey. Ooh, yeah, yeah. Kapwa, ha. <laughs> Never ever caught up in the middle. Split a riddle, get split in half. Another bloodbath when I came through with the ill rap. Fontaine, you can't see that. Cross the map, I'll be doing it all day, all day. Me and my boy got a new video dropping called All Day. Uh. Uh. And you better be ready for war Of course, the yelling encore I'm right at your door Like a bomb threat, never break sweat Don't sweat the technique Something like a freak in the sheets Yeah, but you know me, I stay on my D Got what you need, what you want Man, you don't even want no funk When I hop up on this mic Do it all night and my brain shine bright <laughs> Rain shine bright Rain shine bright I'm a good kid, never fight I just wanna keep moving all night I won't ever I'll forget what I write Cause I keep on writing I'm always bitten by a kitten She got the ooh I just wanna <laughs> say I hope you don't lose me with my raps I do not do that I do not cuss But sometimes I do I just want to step into your shoes I go with it, are you with it? I just wanna go and kick it with my homie Call me Quest cause I'm a tribe I'm the best in this Role go, show them how all the hoes just want you now i just kidding play your lies ain't real it uh let's go yeah. 
Stay on my toes, keep it moving, I'm ghost Making wild moves in the pile left coast Coming from the bottom, gotta reach the top One like to live, only give them one shot Trust I'ma shine, never break under pressure Feel my brainstorm high, shift the weather Lightning strikes on late night heists Watch me touch down and I snatch that mic Straight from your hands, putting me to sleep This for my soldiers deep in the streets Gotta wake them up like a siren coming close Outbound main top, bottom when we toast Got bottom when we toast You know me on any corner I post Looking eyes like a po-po my eyes looking real low, cause I be slightly high, chinky eyed. But you know me, I do it till the day I die. Uh. Anytime, anytime, I'ma be on my grind. What is time? What is time? It's a concept. <laughs> hey, killed it. A little something, man. A What's the concept? I think the drums will come back. Yeah. I have a feeling the Give drums. The hey, time. I felt that bounce you got though. <laughs> Are you with it? Everybody always tryna get it good I just wanna keep on spitting Everybody knows I'm down for women I just wanna do it for the women I trust I'm just doing Getting down, keep on drilling I must just always go flowing I just wanna keep on growing With my craft uh, Look at my rollie with that beautiful couple hat uh, I, I bought that for 30 bills No $30 for real It's well a dope I'ma give it to you Rollil yeah. Roll lil all day. <laughs> okay, for real. Let's go. Let's say. Woo. So let me do a new acapella. Okay. Yes. Yes. I know something fresh that I wrote. Okay. For um, sure. Let's see. Let's see. All right. Uh, crash landing They've been trying to tag the bandit Fast swerving I've been earning every penny Stay invested in the culture On the same block With the squad we post up You get bagged up from one time If you blink once Never slipping pure precision Like a diamond cutter Pocket stitching Handle business Cause fuck a corporate ladder Heart of a hustler That refused to be boxed in Maneuver through the fuck shit Swim the mosh pit Yo I'm just a free spirit Fearless zoning Closer to my riches Greatness ain't achieved In the instance Nah Peep the craft work not where the ratchets twerk She a soldier on the front line who blasts first Thoroughbred, radical, the rebel Keep the mic with loaded Skywalker Fire spark them all the tough pitching Thought you thought though Being forced fed like Guantanamo With the ignorance I can't allow those Clown clothes wearing cl Clown clothes wearing Oh yeah, uh, that was it clothes. Hey. <laughs> Tell yeah, me man. Let's dive into that piece Tell me where you wrote, why you wrote that piece What was going uh, on that's around on a, that that's on my boy Brycon's beat. Just some random verses I got, man. Mm. I do a lot of writing, you know what I mean? Just random stuff that I try to put together and maybe piece together for an album later. How long does it take you to write a verse? Like, what's it like? It really depends. Um, really, I've been trying to stretch my verses, you know? like So, like, what I feel a usual song is is, like, 16 bars, a hook, four to eight bar hook 16 bars right and then a 48 hook again but i've been really trying to stretch my stretch my verses to like double that 24 mm. bar verses and then like an eight bar hook and you know because you could you control the music ultimately when yeah. you write it you know and if, especially if you're building with a producer it's like you could tell them to kind of like uh, uh build on what your verse is they might want to add another instrument here so that's why music is so fun man because he's like ultimately you control what you're creating right mm -hmm. but uh my process is like i might write a verse on my lunch break during work or like i might catch inspiration if i'm on like a bart train or something you know it, it strikes me at different times really mm. 
But then you said you're a perfectionist. Do you go yeah. do a lot so, of edits and all yeah, that? Yeah, so like revision to me has been like really key too. Like in terms of like if it, if it's a conceptual song, like okay, like kind of stay on like what you're talking about and not kind of wander off, you know? Because it's easy to write bars, right? But it's like if you're really trying to say something, it's like are you mm. like making sure that the message vibrates the right way, you know? How do you decide on like yo, alright, this is it? This is oh, this man. is dope. If the like, if the flow is there and like the message is banging and just like, you know, sometimes I might build off a chorus too. If the chorus is like, yo, that's that's the one. Mm -hmm. You know, it kind of you kind of know. You know what I mean? If I'm in the lab with Ray, it's just like we both like look at each other after verses and like, yo, that's like we using that for something. You know, so it's just like it's energy, it's chemistry with the song. You know how you build it. And then it's like that final feeling of like, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Have you had pieces where you're like, oh, it's just not done yet? Like, I've had pieces where I'm just like, yo, that's the one. And then I bump it like a week later. I'm like, yo, that's hella whack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But like like I said, man, like, you know, you know what I mean? It's like a feeling, you know, uh, to complete a song is a beautiful thing too. You know what I mean? It's, it's like such a process, such a process. I feel like you're like carving yourself when you're mm. doing music, you know what I mean? Mm. It's almost like that I think it was uh, Kendrick when he go and people be saying the speak it into existence. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. It is almost both reflective journaling, but also creative manifestation of life. Yeah, man. On some level. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's a weird duality of like your even us naming ourselves, mm -hmm. right? There's something powerful there and something that is manifesting right. just by naming ourselves Patience or Role yeah, or yeah, by yeah. going Kuya Chris, right? Yeah. There's certain connotations that are attached to it and it is taking almost self-determination into our own hands right. as writers. Right. Yeah, you know, it's like the way I write too, it's like... I always wonder, like, okay, is this the paper trail that I want to leave for my unborn <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. Like, will my kid bump this one day and be like, yo, my dad was, like, crazy, yeah. you know, or, like, he was really going through it, yeah. you know, because, like, to relate back, it's like I read some of my mom's poetry. I'm like, yo, like, that's some very painful time and some trauma that you wrote on this page. Like, thank you for sharing that jewel, you know, because, like, yeah, it is important to have a message, but what I'm also learning lately is, like, man, is it relatable to the youth? Mm. Hip-hop is very youth culture. Mm -hmm. you know like like you ask like any 17 18 year old it's like they don't know like too much about krs they might know the name they might know rakim's name mm -hmm. you know what i mean they might know run dmc but you ask them about like you know what's that new drake album called they you know they're on it so it's kind of like you gotta have um i feel like an equilibrium of being entertaining and also staying true to your guns about your message. Mm. And if you could kind of find a formula to to to, to bend both, like you, you probably got some magic, you know. Mm. Some people, it's like I don't want to compromise my sound, and I just want to say my message, which is fine too, because there's no um, exact formula how to do music, right? It's really just what your goal and purpose is within mm. being an artist or not having a purpose, even. Mm. <laughs> what is yours? What is yours? Me is just like I think I've just always been a fan of the music, make dope music. You know what I mean? I love I love some of my songs that I could bump in the car and just like slap something and not totally be critical of what the message is. Yeah. And then sometimes I'll be in my headphones, I'll be like, man, like that song was for my mom. That's just dope. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. different feels all the time, man. It's different feels all the time. Just just make dope stuff though. Mm. You know, at the end of the day, it's like keep it dope. Mm. 
I think that connects to I like the title of the track Freedom Rider. Yeah. Right? Yeah, Playing, yeah, I guess, yeah. on a Freedom Rider. Yeah, right? yeah. And then riding your freedom out, right? Right. And then what actually got me in that one was um like the two parts was instead of going ham on instagram right on um, all that stuff right spread yeah, awareness right yeah. taking the initiative but also was your stance of you're painting the picture of you taking the flag taking a lighter and yeah, burning yeah. it right and that's a powerful image right but it's also very interesting and i like asking for like getting the perspective because you were born here yeah right like yeah. where do you stand how come you've developed that perspective of like discontent? i was i was worried about that line because i didn't want to come from like an anarchist like standpoint really but that is just like it's just imagery and it's just me and my frustration with just the country you know what i mean like i feel like we all go through that you know um just how to sustain myself in this wicked economy how am i going to survive and you know people are feeling it um on a national scale so i think that that rooted from my frustration with just how things are going in society you know what i mean it is like it is a powerful image and it is interesting that you have like being born here in the u.s right having that discontent yeah. right even though you are american right but you also have intertwined it with a perspective of being filipino right and we we stand on the shoulders of our ancestors you know like i recognize my privilege being an american and um i also recognize the have-nots mm. you know what i'm saying so like me being out here obviously being raised out here it's like i'm blessed man mm -hmm. you know like i was never hungry you know i had a whole bunch of freedom you know what i mean but i just also recognize it's like what it takes for people to live out here mm -hmm. you know so that's like that's the huge um i think reflection if you if you came from an immigrant family to understand that you know mm. and have knowledge of that educate yourself of you know why things are the way they are why you were raised you know your mom always had food in the fridge that she was always working you know ask yourself these things you know because it's very important you'll understand a little bit more of like your roots your identity right do you think going back to the Philippines like that first time or even again you said with your partner has it shifted the way that you view America once you've come back here for sure like I see like you know um in the rural areas you know my family it's like they're not like totally struggling but I could see it's like you know my heat up like yeah. their, their, their life is like it's hard um and I definitely appreciate like you know what my home is but i also feel like a sense of connection to them and i want to help them you know what i mean and it's like whatever i could do if it's even just coming back as much as i can and sharing that story and preserving what our story is collectively mm -hmm. like i feel like that's like my connection that's the bridge you know um but also like having my 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 friends who are filipino mm -hmm. per se like ray and Juan, and you know what i mean those guys like really taught me a lot about like identity too you know mm -hmm. what i mean them those are like my older brothers so um if that trip happens where we're all out there it's like yeah it's, it's, it's gonna create go. like you know a different layer of, of like my pilgrimage back home mm. um but going back home definitely like man it uh, it opened my eyes you know what i mean to a lot you need to get that balot. Did you get some of that Man, balot? Man, I need some of that balot. and some of that... Uh, <laughs> the Isal, bro. Oh Do you get God. some of the street food? Yeah, yeah. You were there? A Bicol Express. Man. Oh, yeah, man. <laughs> Especially as Bicolano, yeah, bro. You know? 
But I think it'll be dope, man. You're gonna be with your mama. Yeah. Like in the Philippines and all that. Yeah, she's um she's gonna touch down a different time and I told her I'd meet her in Biko, so hopefully like, you know, it'll be a nice like family portrait. Mm, you know, mm. I wanna take pictures, you know, I wanna print them and give it to them, you know. All of that. So in your last um one of the later on tracks actually I had a question because I like how we're talking about rap, and then you, you actually said you rap for preservation, right, in quick hands, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, I like that concept of just, yeah, this is our um, kind of legacy mm-hmm. as artists and all. And I was actually thinking about this being in the academic space, right, and then you have all these research papers where you write, you research this person, this person said this, and Sax said this, and you right, samurai right, right. their shit. And I was really thinking, yo, hip-hop is like the academia. If you really understand the game and the references people have within their songs and the legacy of the other artists that came before, it is like its own research paper right. and its legacy in terms of chronicling a part of someone's life and sure. in this moment in time right and i think that really points to the importance of understanding this music and putting it out and supporting it because this is our own space to exist and thrive and preserve ourselves right yeah. what uh you mentioned in there though was you're talking about ayahuasca are you yeah i was like oh my boy here knows ayahuasca and dmt trying to think about the line uh i forgot the specific Uh, one i forgot what is the ayahuasca ceremonies in the amazon to fight the demons in my mind like the octagon what the guan lamping in my living room like buan the squad been shitting these atom bombs on your forehead like bowling for columbine yes there's a lot of layers to that Uh, verse uh. um like ayahuasca ceremonies you know just being random searching for stuff you know it's like i heard a lot of people are getting healing from that yeah i mean shamans in south america peru specifically and uh that was just like a line like you know i thought like it was quirky like to fight the demons in my mind like the octagon like ufc you know what i mean yeah um Thank you, though, for catching that line, Why? man, because it, it just trips me out sometimes because I don't trip, like, the things that I've said. Just like, oh, wow, like, that was a very, like, like you know, first of all, it's like a metaphor, right? And it's just like you're painting that image, and it, like, it could be taken for something else. But ayahuasca is like, for me, it's like it's healing, yeah, you yeah, know? Yeah, it's yeah, healing. Yeah. And, and, and people seek it as healing, yep, you know yep. what I mean? So it's just like I wanted to, to paint that out there, just like, you know, people are using that, you know what I mean? Do you seek it? Would you be open to me doing, doing an ayahuasca ceremony? Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah! I'm kind of scared though. But. Yeah. Hell yeah. Of course. <laughs> nah, but yeah, no, nah, I'm hella open to it. You know, I'm I'm open to it, man. I'm actually really into like more Eastern ways of healing, like acupuncture yeah. and all Plant that. Medicine. Yeah, man. Yeah, I'm with that too. And I think it also just caught me because I've been listening about reading about it for a while, and then just this last semester, I met this lady who spent a year in Colombia just helping with uh, ayahuasca ceremonies but doing a lot um, of her own trips and it's very self-reflective very almost just deconstructing your own issues and it was a trip and she did it with her mama 
and her pops Whoa. and her brothers and it was her mama who first initiated it and was like they at first they were like what is mom doing like going to like <laughs> colombia and peru and all that that's crazy yeah and then she just invited her kids over and yeah. she and this lady did it for like a year there she just took a year <sighs> off from school and was just like really diving into introspection into the portal <laughs> into the portal of like being in another world at times yeah, yeah, but yeah. and communicating with the plant as these esoteric right, ideas right, right, of right, right, right. you're just hallucinating man you're just high yeah. right you could say that yeah. but when you get the experience at least from their perspective of the good that they've gotten out of it right. a lot of it is consistently yeah positive and we've seen more awakening. positive outlooks from it you know yeah. that's that's crazy yeah places like colombia peru brazil um you know have real shamans mm -hmm. you know people go through their ceremonies they stay out there for days and some people find themselves you mm -hmm. know so I, i'm i'm totally for that if if like all these pill popping and your doctor's recommending too many pills on you all mm -hmm. that like if that's mm -hmm. not working like of course do the research find your own way of healing you know what i mean i'm all about like you know um, like this whole marijuana thing coming into effect for San Francisco mm. with the law passing. It's like, you know, people need that, you know what I mean? So, because not everybody wants to go to the doctor and, you know, be prescribed something. And then it's just like, it, it leads to more pills ultimately, mm -hmm. you know? So it's big business, big yeah, pharma big business, business, you know? So we, we just got to take it upon ourselves to, to to find out what really works for us. You mm. know? Mm. Is that plant medicine is what yeah. they do call it and i really believe in it like i've gotten a lot of good from those introspective trips which are kind of scary at times yeah like oh and then you come out of like having reflections of yeah, like man. yo why am i doing this why am i like you see the unhealthy patterns in your own life right that it's crazy that you were living them out but then it takes some third person perspective sometimes and these plant medicines at times can get you that third person perspective for sure for and, sure but i think i mean you can't do it with journaling too and stuff like yeah, other yeah, ways yeah. meditation and stuff you just got to be right. with the right people too yeah and if you're gonna experiment you know yeah i don't know how some people go there by themselves and like yeah. really do that i mean more power to them but man that's that's real crazy it's scary. It's scary yeah yeah i'd be like hey cousin you want to go <laughs> <laughs> just kidding tita i'm not bad influence sorry <laughs> maybe me though <laughs> Well, word. So, just the lat. I want to actually bring to one of my favorite songs is "All Day" on the track, yeah, right? Y'all kill it, bro. Thanks, with bro. that, with Buon too. Yeah. I want to ask, how is the, your process of collaborating with other artists specifically? I want to so collaborate with more artists. You know, it's just like I feel like as I get older, schedules are more crazy. Mm -hmm. It's like it, they don't land in terms of intertwining, but um. It's like, I would love to collaborate more, with more artists, you know. Um, with Buon specifically, it's like, it's been a long time coming, you know. I respect that dude in terms of a lyricist. He's like one of my favorite MCs, mm -hmm, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? And um, I've been blessed, like, with him and Ray. It's like, we connect outside of the music. So when we do create music, I feel like, you know, it's a very special offering. Mm -hmm. um, All Days, man, that's that's like one of my favorite songs ever just because it's feel good. Yeah. Um, you know, it gets the crowd going. You know, we're doing a visual for it. We're working on a visual for it. So it's expected to drop sometime in January. Hey, um, dope. Yeah, be yeah. Dope. So, yeah. And we're supposed to be doing like a like a, like a six, seven song EP, me, Ray, and Really? Juan. Yeah, yeah. Hey. Exclusive. 
Hey, <laughs> exclusive announcement. <laughs> Soon to be released, six to seven episodes. You heard it here first at the Filipino Garage. DJ Clue, 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 Clue. Hey, that would be dope, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Watch the Upuan. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. Hey. We might have to do that. We might hey, have to do that. Hey, I yeah. feel it. I feel it. <laughs> but, you know, Josh, like, or Bond, man, that fool, like, really, he is, like, a really good writer. He pushes yeah. my pen, too. Yeah. You know, like, whenever I see him in the bars he spits, that, that fool's a deadly freestyler as well. Like, he be going in, you know, and I feel like he's hella slept on. Yeah. He's hella underappreciated. Let me say that right now, man. My uh. boy Bond is, like, a real spitter, man. I respect that fool to the fullest. Him and Ray are, like, my older bros, too, you know, like, it's very family within them with our circle, you know. Kapwa yeah. Tribe is like really on some like different type like vibe with that but um all day we thought like it was a perfect closer for that album you know and, and it kind of transitions into more of the music that you will see coming out of the mm. squad like mm. in terms of that vibe very upbeat you know like focused on bars you know mm. so Dope, man. Thanks for sharing. I really fucking vibe with the story and the concept behind Native Immigrant and then the delivery, the just putting it out there and then seeing like the process, right? Yeah, man. It's pretty dope to see. Yeah. Very inspiring you, to bro. see, you know? Appreciate like, that. And I think these, and it's been something I've been saying for a while, like we need more people who look like us doing yeah, shit in different aspects, right? right. Like... Of course, as nurses, as doctors, in, in the professional fields, right? As lawyers, but also as professional musicians yeah, and artists, creatives, and having this so that those young come even not young even me right <laughs> just so i can envision myself yeah. like yo that shit is possible yeah. and it's very it's important to have those you know yeah that shit is the kapwa shit yeah man you know, right if you kapwa, really think about kapwa it kapwa state of mind yes so um a few questions like what do you see uh how do you see yourself moving forward like what where do you see yourself in like five years man five years i'll probably be back in school mm. <laughs> trying to get my degree um but in terms of the music like even this coming year like i plan a tour mm. um, drop more visuals i'll be dropping some more music this coming year but, you know, hopefully, you know, we'll be able to sustain it. It becomes self-sustaining, of course. And um, hopefully we take on some youngsters who want to get on, you know, give them a platform. I feel like with my crew, it's like it's so important that we give the youth outlets, mm. you know. So I just want to build, like, have a stronghold in terms of community, you know. But, man, I don't know. We'll see. I'm getting a little bit old. Mm. We're all getting a little bit old. So hopefully I'll still be around in San Francisco, you know, like still be here, like with my with my community and hopefully we're all thriving because like ultimately that's like one of the priorities is to hold ground, hold the fort down, you know, but, you know, keep creating, you mm. know, what I mean, using all my mediums um, as, as an outreach to people and, and, and strengthening the, you know, the artistic community and the community at large, man. If you had to choose like two of the mediums that you are into to like those are the only ones you're you can do right and to dive in in it which ones would you choose I, probably emceeing graffiti emceeing graffiti yeah mm, have to let go of the camera yeah i was pretty new with the camera but um it's been so fun like documenting yeah 
What yeah. do you get out of it? Because I see you, I see you being um, like. I feel like one day I'm gonna like really just bust out with like a coffee table book and just have like. All right, so here's an idea I have. Yeah. <laughs> so I want to like do a gallery with some of my photos, and then like really write out descriptions of like you know. Of what the photos are and what they mean to me and then have like a, a coffee table book release that's just mm. like an idea that i mm -hmm. have but ultimately when i bought the cameras the first time i went back to the philippines and i wanted to just you know of course document my trip but um as i've been busting it out a little bit more it's like yo like i'm capturing history like at these shows you know being being a rapper too it's like i get backstage and i get into certain events where some people can't go so i'm able to document that so obviously it's like for preservation right and I just, I think I need to print my photos more mm. and then share them a little bit more. But I got a lot of photos, you know. Mm. So, and I know a lot of like real um, film photographers because um, I used to run this art collective back in the day and we all still build kind of. So there's a lot of layers to my artistry, but like photography is also like a, definitely a release for me. So, but along with like emceeing and graffiti, I've done it for so long. It's like I can't see myself stopping, uh. you know, for any time soon. It's interesting to see creatives get into other fields also mm -hmm. and then see the process of that, what their kind of style and creativity brings out in different forms of expression. Right, right, right. And like, and do you see similarities? You see differences into, I it's do. like a new skill and all that. I do. Um, how I view graffiti on the street and what I do um, from a street point of view is how I look through the lens of my camera. Um, it's, it's very weird, like how I view photography. Um, but it's, it's, it's from a graffiti standpoint, how I view graffiti when I'm doing street photography. I'm very into street photography. Could you expand that a little bit? Like, so how yeah. do you view graffiti right now? Yeah. And then how does that influence the way you view photography? Man, graffiti is very like grimy and almost like jungle-like in a sense, you know, um, I never felt like graffiti should be, um, showed in a gallery because graffiti itself is not accepted socially you know you can still catch a felony off graffiti yet people love graffiti on a building when it's vibrant and and it's like a dope piece not knowing that that big piece had to start from that tag around the corner so it's like an evolution right people people like they like the um the glossy uh, uh um very packaged graffiti mm. but they don't see like a kid like climbing up a billboard to do the art mm. that part's not appreciated mm. but it's all in the same realm mm. you know so how i view like my photography is just like i want to be in like you know the grimy crevices or i want to get that shot that nobody like would think i would have got you know and shoot people that like because me what i you know how i've taught myself is like don't ask permission to take the shot just take mm. the shot you know because that's the same perspective as graffiti you got right? to, to be like, a graffiti artist yeah. you you gotta be fearless yeah you know you can't be like second guessing yourself it's just like it's a lot of just producing and just doing it you know but graffiti culture is like i want people to know like graffiti culture is like a subculture to a subculture so it's like it's very different layers i'm just one perspective from that you know um but yeah man subculture of a subculture yeah. like graffiti is a subculture of hip-hop right uh -huh. it's just like very because like not many people know the lives of a graffiti artist per se you know what i mean there's there's a there's a very dark side to to, to graffiti um like in what ways what do you mean oh man i don't want to expose like graffiti culture too much and and have its negative aspects but like 
um, man, it's very drug ridden and um, it's a lot of boosting <laughs> and stealing supplies to sustain your art. Mm. You know, a real graffiti artist, you know what I mean? Like who who's really out in the streets and bombing and then crushing stuff and being quote unquote a vandal. You know, mm-hmm. that's like that's like the uh, the dark side that nobody like. Oh man, I don't I don't like that tag and stuff. I do like this piece though that's on this wall that's commissioned and it's bright and beautiful. You know, but not knowing like the same artist might go out at night and do mm. dirt. It's like connected. It's connected. Yeah. It's one in the same. Mm. It's one in the same. I like where you were pointing out that this big piece right is connected to just that. It's a very simple tag that yeah. with one black marker that you're like, you initially you're just, oh, what is this ugly, like, yeah. it's just graffiti, quote yeah. unquote. It's just tagging, right? But at the same time, that's part of even the progression right. and the growth to this beautiful commission yeah. piece. That And of course, it's like, like I said, it's not socially accepted. Most people don't understand that aspect of the culture, you mm-hmm. know? Like I said, they want like the packaged, beautiful canvas art or like the commissioned wall, but it's just like that person to get that good, you know, any true artist in graffiti to get that good, they had to go through certain levels, hmm. right? They had to learn how to tag. They had to do that, like that sketch a million times. They had to go practice it somewhere illegally that you would never saw to get that good. Hmm. So it's like, it's layers. Yeah. And it's crazy that, at least from an outside perspective, I've only learned a lot more of it because through talking to graph artists yeah. and realizing that there is a whole world in there of the different levels of pieces to the bombs to just little tags to the lifestyle of going out and doing it right it's it's pretty cool yeah, just man. to look into another world yeah and then realize yeah there are major players there are up-and-comers there are yep. ways that they communicate with one another yep. right yeah. it is it's a it's another pill to yeah. take, right? It's, and to it's get as into. old as like ancient scrolls, man. What I always say, if you go to a city and there's no graffiti on the walls, it's um, it's 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 a bad, it's it's not a good look, because when it when it's when everything's super clean, that means it's like they're trying to contain that community. Graffiti is like, man, that's the voice. That's it's, it's a voice for the youth too, you know. So it's like, ultimately, yeah, you might see it as vandalism, but ultimately, that's a kid expressing himself as well. Hmm. You know. That is interesting to think about, yeah, right? Of like, if it is super clean, yeah. then there's just no... Yeah, it's a danger zone. Ah, <laughs> you know damn. what I mean? It means like that, that area is trying to silence the people in a uh, way, you know? It just made me think of like movies like Stepford Wives. Yeah, yeah, It's yeah, all yeah, like yeah. perfect suburbs, everything clean. Yeah. But underneath there, they're all robots. Right. And all that. Right. right? Fucking deep ass, <laughs> scary shit. Yeah, right. man. For sure. Uh, I, to start closing out, I'd like to ask, uh, what are three pieces of advice that you would give to your younger self or a younger Ooh. Filipina, Filipino, who maybe in the context of being a creative or who initially did not have that deep connection to the Philippines or understanding their family's history, but wants to learn maybe or struggling going through music or creativity yeah. and all that? Um, one, uh, do the research, educate yourself, know about yourself. If you if you do have a medium that you're interested in or looking into getting into, practice it daily. 
you know what I mean, um, and use it as a voice, an extension of yourself, you know. Um, so one was do the research, educate yourself. Um, two is like build with the like-minded, you mm. know what I mean? Find those people, whether it be family members or um, people at your school, um, friends, you know, you might pull into being a creative. Like you never know who you're going to influence because you're sharing, mm. you know. That's super important. Um, find that community. And then three, um, stay true to yourself. Uh, be humble. Um, dig deep in terms of roots, you know what I mean? And and, and always, like, ask yourself, man, am I being a, a disservice or a service to the people, mm. right? Um, I feel like that's very um, introspective. As you get older, you'll develop that 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 sense of knowledge. Um, but be just being true to yourself, you know what I mean? If I could ask, how did you find your community over the years? Like, how did, because sometimes that's hard to do. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, where do mm -hmm. I look? Right. Um, graffiti had had a very big influence on me younger. Um, bombing and doing illegal activities. <laughs> uh, uh, but like, you know. Allegedly, allegedly. You know, you know <laughs> allegedly. But like getting in contact with different artists in that sense, you know going out to paint and like uh you know just like different writing workshops at school i might mm. be somebody that i know to this day that was in that program you know and um yeah just like i said just constantly creating and i feel like if you put that energy out into the universe it's, it's gonna come back to you right mm. so yeah when you say writing workshop was that a city or did you do other programs um I did more open mics. Uh, so like stuff like that, like me, and then I organized a couple open mics. So I was like in an art collective back in the day called Inks of Truth. Inks of um, Truth. And we were just like- a, San Francisco? Yeah, we were just a group of like graffiti artists, me being an MC. There was different photographers in there, graphic designers, and we all kind of like, we, we first started organizing um, open mic events, and then we started organizing galleries. Mm. So, yeah, so we like- transition and got bigger and then now everybody's kind of doing their own thing mm -hmm. but like that's like some of my roots in terms of like how i built the community around me per se mm. a creative community mm. and a lot of it was through putting the events out yeah and organizing yeah and all that. networking just networking. networking a lot of word of mouth stuff on the streets putting up flyers putting up posters i'm like do people still do that or do we just or <laughs> do we just promote online now you know because i came from that like i said being from the bay area being um independent out the trunk mm -hmm. per se you know i remember like my first album like i would be in front of rasputin's downtown um with some headphones and yeah. be like yo check this out check this out you know that was like my first uh bits of like hustling my music you know you know what I was just thinking is I think that the new billboard, the new f places to put flyers is like people's IG pages are a billboard. Yeah. And to post it up is to have that relationship where they'll repost that shit. It's a, yeah. Right? It's, it's a great view. Yeah. Right? Promoting and, yourself. But yeah, I, I think there's something nice about a little card handheld. still though, like a little handheld yeah. flyer or something. and. There's still something yeah. about I'm, like I'm very like old CDs school like that. that. Like I like to have my photographs. I like to hold yeah. it. I still yeah. buy books. I don't do the eye reader. You know what I mean? Yeah. I still buy vinyl to play on a vinyl player. Yeah. You know, when I buy CDs, it's like I like looking at the album art. I like looking at the CDR, who who gave credits to, mm -hmm. all that, you know. I feel like a younger generation is so used to just like downloading 
and like they don't even want they don't care about the album art you know it's it's, it's kind of crazy yeah. it's kind of crazy not knowing that the artist spent so much time like packaging that for yeah. you to appreciate you know yeah so it's like a mix, right? Because yeah. we have these things that we do like. And admittedly, I do like the the CD, right? But then in terms of consumption to serve the youth, in a sense, it is just SoundCloud, right? right? right, right it's right. like a mix, like, ooh, I don't know. If this is a <laughs> good thing or bad. But at the same time, that SoundCloud gives you access and gives access yeah. to the artist also. On a global scale, too. On a global scale, on a global yeah. Scale. So... It's almost like we are consistently evolving also, like through in terms of the technology, the resources, the tools that we have. And it forces us to question like, oh, should we still print flyers? Right, like right, that? right, right. Is it more cost effective? Yeah. <laughs> it's like the things we ask ourselves. Michelle, yeah. do you want to end with another written a cappella or do you want to freestyle or do you want to do both, fam? I could do another written. Okay. We back from a quick little break. Yeah, yeah. Little costume break. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so please uh, kick it off with a little original For sure. role. All right. Uh, slaves to our own minds, born with shackles on my feet. Blood of a slave in the heart of a king. Savati's hunger gains to entertain the elite. You enter the slaughterhouse. Guess who's the sheep? They'll probably raid your crib when you knocked out of sleep. Strip you from your fam and tell you fight for me. Imagine being locked and loaded on with heat. Set to kill your own confused of the enemy. Retrace your origins, not your grandparents before them. Before these contraceptives and abortions. Mother nature gave birth to man. I was made in God's image. Just not the exact pigment of what his skin is. I'll be that brown native immigrant. Blue collar worker, silent killer like an unnoticed tumor. Just what the doctor ordered, Medicaid on stage. This is therapy to illustrate this urban decay. Shit is scary to think about the kids of today Toting gats and won't hesitate to aim it at your face Dirty pigs walking Hakalugi and Mezzali And head out Do Rivera I guess history always repeats Then they ask who want beef But the real enemy is making money overseas Corporations, cops, conglomerate stocks But no amount of dough can define the power of love Hey, power of love fam <laughs> Love is where it's at So let's kick off some Freestyle. What track was that? That was off uh, um, Freedom Rider. Freedom Rider. Off the Native Immigrant album featuring Nomi, DJ Del Rocks on the cuts. Hey, Del Rocks was on it too. Yeah, man. Hey, he did the cuts for the album. Yeah. Hey. Like I said, community effort, yeah, man. Community effort, man. That is, it is dope to see everyone there. Like yeah. you got Nomi, Power Struggle. You had Zaldi up yeah. on there. Yeah. And Buon. And then Boy, Rhyme Easy. Rhyme Easy. Mr. Ray doing the yeah. beats. Del Rocks with the cuts it is it's dope yeah it's dope to see like yeah. people who are working hella filipinos up on yeah. this shit right you know, know a lot of my close homies man i'm glad they were able to like contribute i'm blessed you know Kapwa uh, shit Kapwa. hey oh this kind of funky you got three soul chef tracks up on here dope uh can i can i kick it uh can I, can I kick it? Yeah, yeah. Roll a, roll a. 
Speaking from the third eye, I be slightly high looking chinky eyed. I be never faking the funk or looking fly. I just do my own thing. My girl want a wedding ring. I said, yo, you gotta be patient. I be on this grind and be on the daily, making these rhymes pay me. I never lazy, vision hazy. Nah, I just see through the smoke screens. Yeah, never front and faking the funk. I'm independent, sell it out the trunk. Fully automatics dump. I mean, lyrically, I'm on a whole different level A rhyming rebel About a million raps, I got several You know, trying to balance the devil And the energy It's just energy, recognize symmetry Who we be, the old school, true school Everybody needs to learn, I'm not a fool though I kept it lit like a match Coming through uh, with the ill raps Took it back to the art form Since I was a seed Got what you not Got what you need, got the key, but I'm not DJ Khaled. I'm just another savage rapping at this. At this, uh, I'm rapping all around the Atlas. Uh, his girl want a wedding ring. Dog be happy cause I'm a single man and I do not have one now. I'm a little bit sad, but that's how it goes down. I don't need no wedding gown. No, not just yet, but that kind of makes my mama stress cause she wants some grandchildren, but not just yet. I say, Lola, I'm sorry for giving you stress. I'm giving you love. I'm doing my best. I'm filling my tummy with grub, but no, not some lady, no pregnant shit yet. Uh, cause I do not need that, but maybe I will in the future cause I want to get sutured back together to elect our family make it better I just want to say Roley what you got for us today yeah uh. sustain the fam hold your ground Richie Fontaine I'm from the outbound next to the beach I do it for all my seeds young and seeking truth I'll be up in the booth I don't gotta charge no loot at my live show but if you buy a CD I'll appreciate it more so whatever <laughs> I put words together sounding clever I be light on my toes just like a feather you can't believe it's butter I'm too smooth I told you you and your crew should come see me live I represent the 415 control and tame the beast that be inside my chest I let them breathless you ain't got a question, I'll be on an ill quest Represent the whole West from the Bay back up to Sac You know, I got the ill rap, got the ill spirit I'm on the lonely land, so I gotta hold it down for all my natives Hey, <laughs> Ohlone, California Yeah, no It is crazy that this was all theirs Yes, man And I was gone Pay homage to your ancestors mm. That was Soul Chef that was the wonderful life. Shout out to Soul Chef. Ooh, we got two more. Beat. Uh, oh my goodness. Let's go, Role. Oh my. What you got for us today? Oh my. Uh, yeah. No way. Yeah. Oh my goodness, how should I cook this? Real chef in the kitchen. My two hands, they be like murder mittens. Man, listen, it's not for the smitten. I'm not for kidding, not for kidding play. Just a real rapper from the bay. Your whole squad will get slayed with no delay. Build and maintain the community And know your history, study your roots I'm still cruising in the same old school Damn Mission 24th You know me and my city kids posted on the porch Looking out a window for a techie Man on this rap style, man, don't tempt me Life is quite crazy Gotta get up off the couch till you make some uh, dollars Half my generation won't see tomorrow And bullets ring through your melon hollow yeah, not the Apollo, not an amateur My style you can't duplicate Represent the golden cake Yeah, it's heaven sent Represent Benevolent on my crew 
benevolent, what about you? I'm just trying to find the truth This is me right here, I'm picking some tooth Just so I can get it clean, what you doing today? I'm never mean, I'm just trying to say I'm staying in my lane, I'm using my brain To make musically melodies just fit into this Let me try to tame my own vices I'm giving you advice and maybe I can try Maybe two times or thrice and sometimes I fail But I don't learn, no I do win, no I do earn uh, Another way for me to get darker, my skin gets burned This is how the world one day works and turns But maybe I will use a noun and a verb to tell Role Now it is your turn Now it's my turn, sitting on Saturn Drop bars from Pluto You know, I got the brain food though To medicate your soul, bro I be on my ten toes, strolling down any block, yo, I'm good. Half the youth is misunderstood, so what's good? Light up a backwood, let's get high. Saw your wings, you can fly, if you believe it, but not R. Kelly. <laughs> I roll with Dregs and Telly, since my younger days. I'm out the park just like Willie Mays, and still bumping in the trunk. So you know, like, uh, kept it bumping like a fully money when it dumped. I never crunk, I'm not from the south You heard the word of mouth, the kid is dope Get your throat, I poke I'm old school like a gold chain donkey rope On my chest, I hold it down There is no such thing as one crown Cause we all kings and queens I mean if you believe it to be So what's the key? Unlocking all secrets in life Be precise I don't know Be precise, be precise We can go all night Role about to get on to the next verse and close this episode on right. Uh, shout out to Soul Chef. Shout oh. out to Soul Chef. Mama ain't raised no fool. What you doing? Are you just a corporate tool? Uh. How you helping the hood and those around you? It sound easy, but there's many steps and many levels you must pass. I used to cut class, we used to puff grass, and mind my own ass. <laughs> nah, I'm just sitting on the curve You know in life there's many lessons to learn So be optimistic, learn your lessons And build with your sisters, build with your brethren Hold the family down at all times When unify, cause we all under the same grind Under the same umbrella You know, ain't no other thing that I could tell you You gotta learn it for yourself Look in the mirror, check your mental health And understand that first My CD hot up off the shelf The native immigrant is out now And kiss the sky, you know I tiptoe clouds When I hop up on the microphone at any given moment This last moment, nah, you can't hold it forever So, so do better And do more Of course, I take cosmic trips through your mind's corridors and I'm lucky like a four-leaf clover I'm really sober uh. But you know I got the chills And make you say bird The picture blurred So what's the word? What's the verb? I'm on a different flight, man I'm on a different curve A different block, a different set Your squad will get suplexed So come correct mm. You know you can't dupe me You can't duplicate The golden child from the golden gate uh. Frisco soil It's in my body to hold down my own <laughs> uh. To come through That whack stuff I can't condone uh. How these homeless ain't got no homes You need about a thousand clones to even come close uh, You still rapping about the type of clothes that you wear Man, you looking kind of scared My illest raps, man, you, there is no comparison <laughs> uh, No comparison, uh if you don't listen to his music, it's a sin uh, uh, I hope you drink some lumber milk, no, not some gin uh, I just wanna get drunk, no, I do not Cause I just stopped 
over there uh, Sometimes I need to check myself Sometimes I need some help So I call on a brother for some of that advice Mr. Ray, yeah, he can make you laugh all night And throws on some beats and one with them raps Damn shit, I just think my verses are crap When I look at others, but nah, that's not how it is, brother Gotta learn, be inspired Gotta earn your stripes and do it all night That's all, it's all, it's all tight Roll late Right on, bro. Salamat for coming on, brother. Thank um, you, man, for how can me. people get in touch with you? Um, so all my social media is the same. It's at R O three L A Y. That's mm. Rolay. The Native Immigrant album out is now on all digital platforms: Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon, Google Play, Bandcamp. Check my SoundCloud. Once again, it's at R O three L A Y. More music coming soon. I got a tour coming up mm. in March. We got the All Day video dropping in January. Mm. Be on the lookout, featuring my boy Buan. And uh, man, thank you to Kuya Chris, bro. Yeah. It's been an honor. Thanks for coming on. Are you free? Are you open to people reaching out to collab yeah, please, to all that? Please, 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 please do. You know, if you if you peep some of the music, you feel like some of it. I'm open to all collaborations. Let's build. You know what I mean? Let's get it. Native immigrant fam. Peace, bro. Kawale. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Let's on time. <laughs> you know what I mean? We was raised. We was raised on the soul food. food. <laughs>